Be the right club. Be the right club today. Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! Expect anything different? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up live show slash podcast presented, of course, by our friends at Yeti Final. I believe one of the year, if you will. Solly here. DJ Pie is here. Hello, Mr. Pie Man. Hello, Solly. Thank you for uh, thank you for having me. It's been a great week, and I'm I'm excited to wrap it up. Randy, uh, gosh, he just was he, he was calling for the ball this week. He's like, I I cannot not be on the live shows for the President's Cup. It's my favorite event in golf. Thank you so much for being here all week with us, Big Randy. Well, and thank you for obliging, giving me this opportunity. It's been a true pleasure in every sense of the word. Uh, happy to be here once again this evening. Earlier this year, Travis Matthew announced a first-of-its-kind partnership with St. Andrews, the home of golf, and to kick off this relationship. Travis Matthew, they opened a permanent retail store August 16th, just steps behind the 18th green at the old course, and it'll be the first time a brand-specific store has been located at St. Andrews. And to celebrate the iconic moment for the brand, Travis Matthew released co-branded product featuring the St. Andrews Lynx logo. Many of their best-selling items, including polos, tees, hats, and gloves, are available for you today. Experience the lightweight comfort and versatility of Travis Matthew combined with the history of St. Andrews. Two things I love right there in one product. And this unique product is available for a limited time only. Be sure not to miss out. And for those that are planning a visit to the home of golf in your future, remember to check out the store as you walk off uh, the 18th Green. So visit TravisMatthew.com to get your limited edition St. Andrews links by Travis Matthew. Apparel, use code NLU to get 20% off your purchase. That's Travis Matthew. Uh, remember, Matthew is spelled M-A-T-H-E-W.com. Remember, use code NLU at checkout. Hey, guys, we had a little sweat today. A little sweat. It was uh, glad we didn't make the mustache bet. I'm glad I didn't end up having uh, tons and tons of money on the U.S. to win this, uh, like I was telling people to do, because it was it was more real than I think they were even acknowledging on the telecast today. Did, did anybody else feel the sweat? Of course. It was, it was uh, things could have gone much differently there. You know, if... Uh, if the Canadians show up, if Tom Kim can can keep that lead through the end, it was it was very dicey there for about fifteen minutes or so. I'm trying to remember. First of all, I have an extremely loud car alarm going outside uh, outside my house. Hopefully, you guys can't hear that, but I'll I'll try to keep that in my head simultaneously as I'm talking. Uh, I. I can't think of a team event outside of maybe the Liberty National one, which, of course, I was kind of a conscientious objector to in the first place that didn't have that 15 to 20 to 30 minute stretch of just like, wait a minute, if if this, this, this and this happens, I don't know. All of a sudden we could be there. And uh, today was was a very potent one. You know, I think we were all we were all looking around for quite a while there like, hey, this this thing could actually happen. And then you just kind of realize that. You know, it's a good metaphor for life, Randy. Now everything's temporary. That 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 board up there is is only going to stay that way for so long, and things start switching, and guys missing putts, and it's just a uh, it it's a little it, it wasn't quite as close as it as it felt like for quite a while there. I think I I disagree. I think it was close. It really was. It, it, the finale. Uh, you know, if Hideki's ball goes in on eighteen, so you know he gets to eighteen first off. 
steps up, pipes one over the corner, and hits a fucking Marshall in the leg on the fly, kicking it further into the rough. Uh, if that doesn't happen, who knows if that ball makes it back out to the fairway or if he has a clearer shot. And then he essentially chipped it in. It had a lot of speed on it, yes. But uh, if that goes in and they win that match, and Finau's match was very much in question, and Xander's in the water on 15 at the time, and if those flip... It was very extremely real at that point. And how do you not have your get some buttholes puckering up at that point, right? But when it be when you start seeing like doing the math and seeing only two or three American flags up on the board, uh, knowing exactly what you need to get. I don't know. That was that was right there for for about ninety seconds. It was absolutely there until Xander hit that shot into the green on fifteen. But and that's where we kind of been talking about this all week. Where you know when it gets it, none of these matches are like ninety ten, right? Like they're all like it's eighteen hole matches. They're all professional golfers. You know these aren't dried up old ladies. They're 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 good to go out there. Uh, they, <laughs> but when it does get close, you kind of see the difference between somebody like Xander being like, "Oh, what's that? Like this is a humongous moment. Cool, I'm going to step up and and make this." Or Sam Burns' shot coming into into 18 or whatever. It, like you, you see those guys step up, and you see. No offense, I'm sure he's going to have a tough night tonight. But you see someone like Corey Connors, oh. where they're like, "Yeah, he was. He looked like he was hyperventilating on the way to mark this putt," <laughs> and it just. You know, like I said, none none of that stuff's gonna hold for for two and a half hours exactly like it needed to. You know, and and so yes, there were moments when it's like, man, if if you pause everything right now, and if if just a couple of things go, that it, but it's I think it's very different than that. You know that. Miracle at Medina team. Well, it's, it's still a, a different team. I was just exactly going to say to that, though. Like, we've lived through one of these in our lifetime. Like, I, I want to see the win probability play out. Like, it, what and had no to offense, happen? No offense to anyone, but like, that team also had like Justin Rose and Henrik Stenson and Rory McElroy and like all some, some significant horses on it as well. True. True. <laughs> Are you feeling inspired by that, uh, you know, the putting the uh, the nail in the coffin like they did on the American team, Randy? I, I'm sure you are. Uh, uh, no, you're trying to set me up there. Um, I, yeah, you know, I, I think in the in the spirit of what we're saying, the international team showed fight today. And we'll get into it, but, you know, based on uh, Captain Immelman's post-game press conference, that that certainly was where him, his mind was. Uh, very impressed with a lot of guys. I, I thought this was a coming out party of sorts for just South Korean men in general. I, you know, I, I, I personally, I always knew Sung JM was really good, uh, but didn't really have much to draw on beyond that. Guy like Siwoo Kim, yeah, oh yeah, he won the players that one time, but not a not a whole lot besides that. K.H. Lee, funny quote, not much besides that. Tom Kim, who's he? And now it's like, man, these guys are great. And they had a chance to show their personality. They played really well, uh, by and large, collectively. And and so I I think, I you know, the, the Americans did what they were expected to do, what they should have done, what they needed to do, and, and credit to them. But um, I think this this... Today and and overall this week was maybe more about the international side, at least for me. And I'm curious if you guys feel that way as well. I, I definitely do. At the risk of of making a semi serious point on this podcast, I was thinking about the the South Korean men a, a ton all week and how I know they all they have kind of a I don't know you you don't even hear that much reporting on them right because there's not that much re English 
reporting done on those guys, I feel like. And I, and I know they're a much bigger deal, obviously, in their home country than they are over here. But you don't hear that much. I know they kind of have their own collectives and they have a little bit of a, a stronghold in like Dallas. I, th I think a lot of the guys live there and probably play together and they tend to go out to eat a lot together on the road. But they don't ever show up to an event where people are like, holy shit, that's the dude. Right. Like they're always right. they always probably have to feel kind of kind of anonymous and kind of that, that's got to be like a very lonely feeling. And it was really freaking cool to see Tom Kim and KH Lee and Sung Jay and si some Wu. of these guys like have and Siwoo, of course, like have actual like swagger. Right. And and have the fans kind of like back them up on it. And I don't know. I hope that that leads to them feeling a little bit more swagger on the week to week PJ tour because, you know, I don't want to pretend like this had Ryder Cup ratings or like this was, you know, half the world was watching or, or something like that. But I, I do think like they made a ton of fans this week and hopefully some of that that carries on to to more week to week PJ tour because they, they seem like uh, that's very deserving. Well, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to give uh, we're going to do a grades. We're going to go through player by player, do some grades. We're going to take some questions later on. But I thought we might start just let's go through today's actions. If you guys will indulge me for a little while today, because I think today kind of delivered. There was some there was some fun stuff. Not only did we get pretty close there, but uh, there were some really good matches, uh, starting with the, the one very off the top. Siwoo Kim taking down uh, 4-0 Justin Thomas. Um, I was thinking that JT going out first today, especially the way Tom Kim ended the day yesterday, I thought he was going to come out and just have the antics dialed up to a million. And it kind of, going back to what we either talked about last night or the night before, I forget, it felt like, uh, it kind of felt like he was hesitant to get too demonstrative or to uh, rile the crowd up a little bit because it was just kind of like, yeah, I'm supposed to win this match. We're supposed to win this cup by a lot. Like, I can't really be that dude. And he decided to start with the antics by getting very visibly and noticeably upset by not being conceded a two-foot, seven-inch putt uh, on the ninth green by Siwoo Kim. And uh, I don't know if he, th he needed a little catalyst to get going or something from that point on, but uh, Siwoo Kim flipped it on from that moment on and shot uh, four under on the back nine. And he, JT was two up leaving the ninth green, and uh, Siwoo won it on the 18th green. Uh, what, what were you guys' thoughts on, uh, on, on JT being upset about not, not being conceded a two-foot, seven-inch putt? I, you know, it's, it's funny. I think, um, Claire Rogers had, had probably the best tweet to just encapsulate, you know, uh, was it Friday, maybe Thursday, Thursday. Friday, or Thursday, uh, JT being like, Oh no, no way. We're, we're conceding this putt. And then flash forward to Sunday and he's upset with not being given a putt. Um, I, I will say, I think JT, I really appreciate the role that JT plays. You know, we've made the joke he he should have been a Duke point guard, um, but but today was was a great example of him drawing the best out of his opponent, and I think that happened in 2019 against Cam Smith. That was an excellent match. This was an excellent match, one of my favorites all day to watch, um, and I I think, and I'm just trying to put myself in somebody's shoes playing against a guy like JT. I mean, that's a guy you, you really want to beat because he's got no shortage of confidence, you know, can be even cocky seeming at times. Um, and so I think that makes for really good matches that he's been involved in. He, he came up just short today, uh, but I thought he still played pretty well. Siwoo was, was just better. So 
I, I don't want to knock any of JT's antics because I think they help lead into what turn out to be awesome matches. So I, I'm very appreciative of that. Yeah, I think I think this is kind of a cliche, but I think JT is the ultimate. You know, you're you're pumped if he's on your team, and you fucking hate him if he's on the other team, right? right? Mm-hmm. And I, I really enjoy him, kind of seemingly leaning into that role. I think it's I think it's great as a as an American. Do I always uh, find myself rooting for him? <laughs> right. Hard, hard to say, hard to say. I think it, it comes off a little, uh, it's weird. Like, I don't even think he necessarily is like this spoiled entitled guy, but that's just kind of the way it reads sometimes. Right. I think we've all just met a lot of people like that. And sometimes that's how it comes across, but that's what, like you said, Randy, that's, that's what makes the match so fun to watch. And I think that's what makes, you know, I was a little, uh, hesitant or a little kind of head scratchy about Siwoo in that in that first pairing, but that it, you know, illustrates very much like how much I don't know about Siwoo Kim, yeah. right? Like he, the, guy Kim that we, the guy, yeah, the guy that we saw out there was like, holy shit. I didn't know, did not know that's who that guy was. That's, that's great to know. Let me write that down in my notebook. Mm-hmm. I will say about the JT stuff is he's got to at least be okay. And understanding of that this pisses a lot of people off, right? You can't, he can't be ignorant to that fact that he's playing the villainous role in a way and he cannot have it both ways. There's, he, it is a polarizing thing, obviously, that he does uh, on the golf course. And it is very much like he's 16, 5, and 3 as a, uh, the best start to a, uh, a career for an, any American in President's Cup and Ryder Cups. And uh, he's still a lot of the American fans are like not cool with it. They're not down with us. Uh, I mean, for relatively speaking, it was a head shake and kind of just like a little face that he made about having to putt that out, which was not that much of a, it was not no. a gimme. Two feet, seven inches was being putt all week long, right? And especially when he, you know, he made Corey Connors putt that one on Thursday, uh, which listen, Corey Connors may, may have had very good reason to do that, but it's funny how, how that can work in like very much one-on-one play where it now becomes, you are so like possessed at beating this guy right in front of you that I don't want to say it can distract you, but it can just, it turns into this thing where like JT knows you should beat Siwoo Kim, right? On paper, he should beat him. Yet every, so every little time that Siwoo makes an eight foot putt, you know, JT's walking off the 15th green, whatever, uh, 14th green, whatever that was, shaking his head. Like, he, I can't believe this fucker's beating me. Like, how is this happening? How is this getting away from me? And uh, I, I'm, I'm okay with it as long as he's aware that it's pissing people off and going to piss people off, right? It, it doesn't really piss me off. Like, I enjoy the people, like if Billy Ho was doing it, I think, we would be uh you know fired up about it it'd be almost cheering it on like yeah be the antagonist come on bring it on uh but if he if he's gonna pretend like he doesn't understand why people are upset about it that's uh, we need a little talking to about that part i also think and, and Sally, maybe you have a better perspective on this but like i don't think he's doing it as like an act either though you know i think that's like yeah. i think he enjoys it like i think that's very much who he is and i think that's we keep saying this but i think that's what makes all those duke point guards the duke point guards right like they're not out there like running a playbook of like what's going to get under people's skin they're just that's that's what pops into their head man they're they're being very uh they're being pretty honest about how they're feeling out there and if that's what it takes to to get him going and if he's out there inventing you know turning siwoo kim's gimmies into a bit of a like an enemy or something like good for him man that's that's great i love it yeah yeah, yeah. i, I want to be a hundred percent clear i love it as a guy who wants more drama and conflict in these types of events it's it's fantastic to have somebody like jt doing what he's doing 
I, I really like that question that Cody put up there on the on the screen for those that didn't see it on the podcast. It was it was basically like, you know, JT's got plenty of antics, but he's still the guy that I would put out uh, if you had to beat anybody in the world. I'm curious if you guys would agree or disagree with that on the American side. If you if you have to win a Space Jam style uh, match against an unnamed opponent, who who are you putting out? Oh, man, it's kind of hard to argue with JT. I've only ever had to think about what order you put guys out in, in, in our super real, not hypothetical at all situations on this podcast. But gosh, if you had to, who, who would be the, the might, the man in the envelope, if you are in the opposite way, if you, ha- if you saw the awesome President's Cup uh, playoff style, who would that be on this team? I mean, right now it's probably Spieth, but going into today, I would have been fine putting, uh, having that BJT. Yeah. It might be Burns I- right now, though. I, I still think speed. I mean, I know speed lost the match or uh, JT lost the match, but God, his, his iron shots coming down the stretch. I, I, I would, I would put him up against anybody. That's, that's my clear cut answer. Hmm. He he gave two bogeys back on the back nine on top of Siwoo making four birdies. Um, so it was, it was not uh, whatever, whatever Siwoo did, it got enough under his skin that it, it was not a zero sum game after that. It had a, it had some kind of effect on him and, yeah, once the shushing started and things like that, it just becomes this. You just become possessed. Like I have to, I have to beat this dude, and it just gets under your skin more and more and more and more. And and Simu uh, yeah. backed his ass down. He did, and JT gave him credit on Twitter. He yeah. said, you know, he beat my ass. But uh, that was, yeah, that was an entertaining opening match. And yeah, I would not have. I don't know why Siwu went out first, but uh, another another one well played by Trevor Immelman. So. Uh, Match number two, Jordan Spieth bounces back two down through two against Cam Davis, and it was looking pretty bleak. He was not finding the club face early on and comes out and beats Cam Davis four and three, who was a major hot hand for us, uh, the internationals coming into today. Yeah, he, he seemed like he ran out of gas a little bit today, and, and Spieth was pouring them in from everywhere. It was- seemed like a classic like match play. What else do I got to do to beat this guy? Like, Why won't this guy die? kind of a kind of a scenario and it's speed is like it kind of seemed like all week i wish you know shout out to the tv coverage i wish he had a better feel for how some of these guys actually played rather than how the tv coverage kind of presents how they play because it seemed like speed was it was like the classic when i'm hitting it all over the planet i'm making everything and when i'm flagging it i'm flagging it kind of a performance and those two things kind of seem like they lined up all week and they definitely seem like they lined up today like he was pretty ragged it looked like to start the match and putting himself in that early hole and then kind of poured in a bunch of putts late and then all of a sudden was like okay i'm back now i'm gonna start i'm gonna start being jordan speed again it's also worth noting cam davis no birdies today it was not his uh and that's tough that's not, that's, that's not gonna that's get it hard through. to win in match play um <laughs> in that regard um, Unless you're getting a lot of pop, which I, <laughs> I think they were playing straight up today, though. Uh, Sam Burns and Hideki tied a really, really good match. Uh, we talked about how uh, Hideki's bad break on 18, but again, Sam Burns pouring in the birdies, birdied five, birdied 10, birdied 11, birdied 12, birdied 16. Um, just a stellar, stellar. It, Tyler Munson 7 gave us the comment, should we start the Sam Burns trophy? Uh, if, on paper, you had a bad week, but it was actually pretty good because that was, uh, I mean, it's, you know, everyone's saying that at this point, but uh, I I've, could not say enough great things about how Sam Burns played this week and did not have the record. We'll, we'll reflect on that, but did not have the record that uh, you would have thought he would have had. 
Come on, Randy. Drag his well, ass. Okay, Three losses. Of, uh, yeah, a couple of things. Right? Uh, <laughs> or, or maybe more than a couple. One, yeah, he just he didn't play well enough at, at the end of the day. Two, I think we could name that after like Tony Finau's BJ uh, <laughs> Tour career. Uh, the Memorial Tony Finau trophy presented by Data Golf. And then, and then third, I you say bad break from Hideki on eighteen with the Marshall. I I wonder if there wasn't intent there from wow. the Marshall. You think he was leaning into the pitch a little bit? I, <laughs> I it couldn't have caught a, a better part of your of your leg, right? It was it was a little kneecap right out to the right. Uh, terrible angle for Hideki deep in the Bermuda. I think if that ball, you know, goes unobstructed, it takes one hop, lands in the fairway. I I don't know. I I'm I'm just asking questions, but I think we need to take a look at perhaps. You know who's paying this marshal, what his intentions were, things of that nature. And we haven't talked about the uh, you know coefficient of restitution of that flag stick that kept his uh, kept his chip out either. That's mm. right. That's right as well. You know, it would be so so sick in this year of the PGA Tour bungling about a million things along the way. If they were just so distracted because they were paying off marshals for the to make sure the U.S. won the President's Cup, like that was where their focus was for the like the majority of the year. So, like, look in that in that clutch moment, we need someone to be in the way on the 18th hole to you know deflect a ball. That would be that would be the best possible way for this year to end. Uh, that that brings up another question about the U.S. team. If you have to get one of them out there to catch a catch a ball at the end of the tournament, who's it? Who's it going to be? That that might be the Kister. Kister, he's got that dog in him. <laughs> Jay, yeah, Kister, we need you to go out there and take a charge for the team. Uh, Patrick Cantlay made easy work of uh, of Adam Scott today. Um, I don't have a ton to say about that match. We'll talk again about uh, about both players here when we do our grades. But Cantlay was really freaking good this week. Yes, and like very very overshadowed by JT and Spieth and Tom Kim and some of the more electrifying performances. But damn man, he was he was really good. Sebastian Munoz, a uh, really underrated performance uh, from the international team, 2-0-1 on the week, um, and he went out and beat world number one today. Does Sebastian Munoz pass the eye test to you, Randy? Certainly did today. And you got to wonder why, why, why he was not playing more sessions. We talked about that early in the week. He's, he's, you know, he's a high-variance guy, and as soon as you get that sniff that he might be locked in, you, you got to play him as much as possible. He was awesome. He was great in the. I loved his interview today. It was maybe my favorite post round interview. He was talking about like how proud of himself he was that he just took down the number one player in the world. I think that that was really cool. He, he, what did he, I think he called it one of his biggest achievements of his life. I, for sure. It was great. He uh, birdied seven, birdied eight, birdied ten. Holds a bunker shot for eagle on eleven. Scheffler matches it with a putt from nuts. off the green. Uh, then he birdies twelve, birdies fifteen, birdies seventeen to win the match two up. Like that's. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six birdies and an eagle from the seventh hole on to go out and beat uh, Scotty Shuffler, who played pretty well today, if I may say. It was, uh, I think he was kind of holding Burns back in the early part of the week, but Shuffler, I feel like, played well enough today to to win his match and did not get did not get the draw he needed. So I got a question for you: Will Will you institute the rain glove? Is it yeah, a rain glove or is it just a black glove? I think it's a rain glove. Okay, it's got like the piping on it that looks like looks like a whatever foot joy or or whatever rain glove i'm never too hesitant to go to the rain glove you know i can use I all the grip i think it could, be, inter I think I it could be interesting 
I, I I just like to say we'll talk more about Scotty when we get to yeah. the grading portion of this uh, of this show. Okay. <laughs> uh, Fee now got the job done against Taylor Pendrith. Um, Taylor, yeah, we'll, we're going to talk about that. But that one was that was the one that was like, hey man, this match might end up being kind of important here. Um, that was that was where the air came out of the balloon. Yeah, uh, when uh, Finau, what was that on sixteen? Made a when big he, birdie putt on sixteen. He was in that bunker. It looked like God. It, it was just a bad TV angle, I guess. But it looked like that ball was like stopped on a straight downslope past the hole there. And big tone, of course. You know, our guy Randy, no, no doubt about it, pours it right in the middle. Uh, never closes, doubt closes the match. Mm, never doubt. Loved seeing big tone today. Went and got it. Uh, I thought Taylor was pretty frisky. I think he, he made three or four birdies on the front nine. Um, I, I, I thought he, you know, if if we're gonna give out like moral victories, I, I thought his was more of a moral victory than just straight up getting his ass kicked. It's more more to the story of that owed for. Right, right. I, I also DJ. I'll say this is you know when when you and I assumed the captaincy mm-hmm. on yesterday's show. These were the two spots I, I would have had Tom, a guy like Tom Kim. Uh, these these seemed like pivotal matches, and to put uh, Pendrith and Connors, who were over going into singles, uh, up against Finau and and uh, and Xander in these spots was very questionable. I, I do think, and I, I that's not second guessing because I think right. we were first guessing that. I I'm I'm with you on that one. Uh, Xander rough start uh, in his match against poor Corey Connors. Uh, I will say, little Corey, he did make four birdies coming in after the eighth hole. Um, but I think he still shot like seventy five. It was not good. It was really not good. Xander was not good. Xander made five bogeys uh, today, but one at one up uh, on eighteen. Really good up and down from the crosswalk uh, on the eighteenth hole to win that one one up. But uh, yeah, he was he was not himself today. It was uh, that match was a little bit of a pillow fight. Unbelievable par by Xander on 16, was that? When he 15. drove in the water? Holy 15. shit. Yeah, well, I, was... I got a question for you. Why do you get relief from a crosswalk? I mean, it's in the middle of the fairway, and it's just it's like ground under repair, basically. Mm. If, if, if you're going to take advantage of you know getting trampled down lies in the rough, I, I think you got to take the... Call both ways. Exactly. Call both ways, Blue. Exactly. Well, we can I don't it. agree. I, I don't it's... agree with you, but I'd love to read your. <laughs> or, I'd love to read your proposal. Or no, check it out. Like, don't lay up in the crosswalk if you don't want to hit from the crosswalk. Treat it like a like a bunker. Exactly. Control your runouts. All right, Just play I'm the in. balls and lies. I'd vote yeah. for you, Randy. If we weren't under the thumb of this, you know, oligarchical USGA that has just assumed power without any representation, we could maybe change those sorts of things. But we have no power in this game, Randy. Well, it's just you know the, the players get every conceivable favor from the rule book. I you know these guys are supposedly the best in the world. Let's test them a little bit. I, I think we should put this to the top of the priority list for this off season. Is getting this legislation pushed through. Well, it's, if, they roll, it's, if they roll back the ball, we won't have to worry about it. Exactly. It's merely an aside, but I, I thought it was quite curious. Uh, Cameron Young versus Sungjae. Sungjae beats him one up. Um, Cam Young. Great week putting. for Sungjae too. It was yes. Uh, he played really. He was flag hunting all week long. Uh, Cameron Young's putting. It was not good again today. Some horrific misses from from quite close in. Um, Billy Ho versus KH Lee didn't really get to see a lot of this one, but KH Lee uh, beats him easily three and one. Tough week for Billy Ho. I will say I think that was that 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 match was for you know sexiest man of the Presidents Cup. <laughs> <laughs> 
KH left no doubt. I think KH gets it. He, he earned it fair and square. There, were, there was a great, uh, again, for the sickos only, if you if you weren't watching the hot mic uh, situation after the, as the players were shaking hands on Golf Channel, I, I did have to laugh pretty hard when Kisner was, you know, they're all going through kind of a good game, good game, slapping hands. <laughs> And Kisner goes, oh, KH, you're, you're, you're the most handsome man in America, man. That was great. And then Siwoo comes through. He's like, man, you're, you're one of the most ugliest fuckers in America. It was, it was really funny. It made me laugh. Very much. Very, the joke received very well as well for anyone that was getting mad. Oh, about yeah, that. yeah. For anyone yeah. that's getting mad about that online, that was, it was, <laughs> no, he was, well he was 100% serious. Well executed. It really had an axe to grind. Um, uh, Continue. Sorry. Tom Kim versus Maximus Homa. Uh, tough front nine for our boy Max, but they do not take pictures on the scorecard. He birdies 12, 14, 15, and 16 to flip a match. He was three down on 11, and he was one up walking off 15 and wins it. Tom Kim missed a relatively short birdie on 18 that I was positive he was going to make, uh, but Max wins it to go 4-0 and on the week. Uh, we might hear from him later. We'll see if uh, I don't know how, what the alcohol situation is, but we're he has the link to the show. He may he may call in later. I'll so stick around. Out. God, stick around. Awesome. Uh, I think we'll we'll get into the grades. I think sometimes I think maybe we're we're a little happy there weren't pictures of all Max's scorecards. And this was an ultimate yep. like results only four and zero. Oh, you know, just win, just get it done. But there were some there were some rocks that he was navigating in, in some of these matches. I think he shot 42 on the front today, um, uh, but followed it with a 32 on the back nine. So that's uh, what you got to do. All that, all that mattered, and he lost. He lost one hole by three, and lost another one by two. But that does not matter in match play. So <laughs> must have caught a lot of crosswalks on that front nine, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, well, no, <laughs> they get relief from that, DJ. That's oh, right, 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 right. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, I will say, Max, uh, ballsy put on 17 too. Yep, for par. To, uh, it, it would it would have the match and and guarantee him a half point going into eighteen, uh, but it was fun seeing him consistently, you know, delivering in big spots. That was that was a, quite a lot of fun. And I know it's impossible to be impartial about uh, about the big homie, but where do you stand on you know? Do you see enough this week? Are you are you is he a Ryder Cup lock if he's if he's in the conversation? Oh, I, I mean, yeah. Sully, what's your opinion? Because you, you know, you're a course fit and all that stuff. But I, I punched the ticket. I'm Max. Max has made my Ryder Cup team. I mean, he's got to play well between now and then and the end of the year. It's not a, uh, you know. I mean, if he's if he's in those top kind of like for 18, sure. oh, for sure. conversation. For sure. Yeah. It's it just, it, it can, things can change very quickly, of course. Like Daniel Berger, Harris English were not, obvi- I mean, Berger's hurt and English has been hurt. Like, there's a lot of things that can change in a situation from year to year. There's always more turnover from one team uh, to the next team than you think there will be walking off You know, the, at the end of the week. Health-wise, if he stays healthy and is hitting the ball even remotely like he is now, like absolutely, 100%. There, and the, it's, I don't think the U.S. is going to have a problem of too much talent. That has almost been their problem, uh, if you can call it a problem, last year. Like Sam Burns not being on that team, Max Homa, Zalatoris, all those dudes were, had not been, uh, did not make that team last year. Now you can kind of see with the you know the the eleventh and twelfth spots. Now there's some wiggle, there's opportunities out there to make this U.S. team. It is not set in stone and locked, um, and I, I mean that in a good way for Max. I think he's got uh, you know all the opportunity and all the team room fits and everything working his his uh, benefit to be on the Ryder Cup team next year. 
He's and as as so much perspective, I was just gonna say as as Andrew was pointing out in the in the comments there, injection of perspective coming shortly as well. What a freaking like fun year for if we can again not being impartial uh, for for Max the human of just like com- like find like realizing your talent this year. He's won in previous years, but this was the year that he raised his floor a ton. He won two times this year. He makes the President's Cup team. He goes 4 and 0 in the President's Cup. He's about to have a baby. Like every time it seems like life can't really get any better for him, it just like goes up another level and uh I couldn't be happier for for uh our buddy there cuz it's been and- awesome to watch as a friend. And don't sleep on don't sleep on. I know we've well documented his his somewhat struggles or or slowness to kind of gain his footing in the majors. Course record holder at LACC. Mm. You heard it here first. Mm. Uh, well, I thought I thought Big Stu took that down. Oh, you know what? You might be right. Well, he, I yeah, got old 59. research in front of me. <laughs> yeah. uh, Max absolutely fucked up LACC <laughs> when he was when he was in college. So just don't sleep on that one either. And and Los Dodgers continue to be a, a menace out west. You know, it's true. And the White Sox are in town that week, so he might be he might be suffering a bad bad mental state uh, early in the week. But we'll I'll see. ask you guys this quickly: uh, best round of the day, any player, either team today. Answer as quickly as you can. Too late. You took too long. The answer is Colin Morikawa. Yeah, got out. I was going to get there. I was going to get there. He got out like seven under today. He and ran all over Mito Pereira, who did not play a bad round of golf by any measurement. And uh, took him down three and two. He they didn't show his eagle on seven, which I feel like eagling seven and singles was, uh, you know. And, and I wonder if Morikawa took a little bit of slight to being put out eleventh. It was kind of a forgotten man. Sat two sessions this week. Yeah, and weird. Um, but went out and took care of business against Mito. And uh, and then last match, Christian Bezaden Hote allegedly beat Kevin Kisner two and one. Um, so. Yeah, justice exactly. for justice for all the Bez heads out there. <laughs> yes. Un, un, unbeaten, as we predicted. Uh, the best, best putter in the world. You. Thank you. You can only play the people that are in front of you. And he, you know, he refused to lose to any of them. So I'll I'll rest my hat there, big. I think we were on that one early in the week. We were. We so were. Then we got little Corey out there flailing around trying to trying to get points. Well, and and kudos to Bez for uh, denying little baby Neil the uh, the eighteen to twelve result that he so desperately wanted. The war of eighteen twelve. Yeah. Uh, listen, I know I, this 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 may not fit for all of you watching this live right now because there's NFL on TV right now and you're spending time with us with us, which we greatly appreciate. But the NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Touchdowns, big plays, even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win, and you get $200 in free bets if they do. And if that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up. Same game parlays right now for every leg you add to, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? And to make it even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped up same game parlays once per, uh, once per game day all season long. So it's not just a one-time offer. Uh, so you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code NLU to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. When you place a $5 bet on any football game, that's code NLU. Only DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions supply. See show notes for details. I, I, I'll ask this question. Is 17.5 to 12.5 a... A win for the U.S. Like, is that a is that a? Do we look back at this Presidents Cup and say this was a a good team event for the U.S. <laughs> Deej, 
I, I already said, I, I think the bigger takeaways are on the international side. We talked about that. I, I'm asking, now we're talking about the American side. I, I mean, they won by five points. I, uh, Although I would love to, I, they did what they had to do. I, To be human, they, there's no way that they were as hyped for this as they possibly could have been. I, I think they were all extremely gassed coming into this. Long season, playoffs, like all that stuff uh i agree with everything you said coming in solly about it's a little weird to be stunting on you know it feels a little varsity jv coming in and then i think once it did get real they it clearly meant something to all those guys out there today uh i i i'm reading way too much into it i know but there was a that was such a weird comment that davis love made in the in the press conference today about how yeah, we could have like maybe sent him out there a little bit better, but then all the guys wouldn't have got to play with their buddies. He said and that he was said like we, I no, cannot. No, no. Wait, let me just correct for the record. He said we could have thrown balls up and made t- and made teams uh, out of that, but then you know our guys wouldn't have got to play with their buddies. It wasn't necessarily like we didn't make the good teams. We wanted to play with our friends, not entirely, but not entirely. But but I think the sentiment is is kind of the same in that like they were definitely prioritizing guys playing with buddies rather than going through the paces. At least it seemed like it, right? I, I don't know. I, I know that was kind of like a, hey, we're all having fun and we've had a couple of drinks and we're all sitting up here and everybody kind of wanted to play with their buddies. But that was like a very, that was a very weird thing to say from a like Ryder Cup perspective. The I weird, guess. the weird part to me was like, we all played, we all like, it was basically, that part was kind of like admitting like, hey, I, I made sure to get everyone in at least two sessions and spread it out when, it was. He doesn't want to get yelled at by the parents. Very exactly. <laughs> very obvious. Coach, my boy's a my boy's a four star. He should be playing. Uh, which is very obvious that Kisner and Horschel should not have gotten the call, the nod yesterday afternoon, right? And uh, it just, it is. It's got to be hard to, you know, it, it sounds silly to kind of criticize a team that won by five and, um, you know, was ninety five percent win probability from Friday afternoon on, but. And, you know, it's got to be hard to just step on their necks when you just don't have that animosity in this series really at all. There's not guys on that other team that you could really – there's not a poulter on that other side that you want to see weep and cry. And uh, in that regard, I, I get it, but I, 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 it's hard to walk off, you know, losing the weekend for this U.S. team that was so heavily favored on your home turf – uh, against a team beleaguered by the live defections, and you're playing against you know the 15th and 16th best guys in, on their depth chart, and and feel really great about it. I think. I mean, because it, it you know even six and a half, five and a half today, it looked like a, it could have gone a lot worse than that uh, than it actually did. So, the, the you know these home ones are not the question mark. The next one is the big one and the huge question mark, and something they haven't done since 1993, which is just astonishing to say, but. Looking ahead to that, it uh, it feels uh, you know I, I I think best case scenario is they recognize how close this one kind of was kind of in a way and how if if internationals had their full slate of guys they would have been in danger of losing on their home turf. Uh, I, I don't think that this is the kind of team that's going to go over to Europe too cocky for it and not recognize the fact that they definitely can lose that. Uh, but I'm wondering if this was maybe a little bit of a wake-up call for them to say, like, hey, you're, you're vulnerable. You're not invincible. Like, they won last year by so much. They won by 10. They set the record for the Ryder Cup. And if they had blown the doors off this international team, they could have felt a little bit, um, you know, untouchable. But I, I do wonder going to the next one if, if this weekend humbled them a little bit. It's not going to humble me, but it, 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 might, it might humble them. <laughs> And, and to be fair to DL3, there was no real 
elaboration on what he meant by that. So he could have just as easily meant like maybe the stats wouldn't have said to put Jordan and Justin together and they went four and oh, you know, so yeah. maybe, maybe there was more to it. It was just given the the quote that we had, uh, it, you kind of assign your own context to it, I guess, is, is where I was at. So there, there could have been more to it, but it it was a little a little strange. I, I think, um, you know, golf, we don't get to do a lot of the analyzing as you would in team sports. And I, I think there's a lot of fun in, in kind of analyzing the team sports. But so I, I you know, we, we can look at this current crop of American players, right? This, this internet, uh, the, you know, the U S team being led by JT and Spieth and, and Scheffler and, um, Cantlay and Xander, you know, this core of guys, you know, this year was like they they just needed to take care of business at home. And really, we won't know about this group until next year in Italy. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think it's that that's the test for them. And so, you know, they, they need to get a, an easy home win. They got the win. It wasn't as pretty as it could have been. Uh, but I, I think everything points to Italy next year for the Ryder Cup as being like, OK, let's see what they're actually all about. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this. And, and this is, uh, I feel like there's been, there's some sentiment of rooting for other teams other than the U S amongst the NLU brethren at times. I'm mainly TC is not here obviously, but he roots against roots for team Europe and for the internationals. And a lot of that reasoning being that the Americans were just an unlikable bunch. Do you find this bunch of Americans to be likable? I'll start with you, Deej. Uh, much more. I think, I think, They've improved a lot in that regard, strictly by, you know, there's no Patrick Reed, there's no Bryson, there's no Brooks. Uh, Dustin, I root for, but I think that's more of a later in his career kind of thing. I think earlier in his career, I didn't really feel all that much for him, kind of one way or the other. Uh, and then beyond that, it was a lot of, it was a lot of like filler guys back in the day that, that you kind of didn't feel much for, right? It was a lot of like, Webb Simpson, I feel like we've all kind of like come a little bit full circle on him into where he's he's kind of blossomed into a bit of a crafty kind of fun guy to root for later in his career. But when you're out there like getting drubbed in the in the Ryder Cup, it's like who like get this guy off my fucking TV screen, you know, and I think there were a couple a couple fill in guys like that. But just looking at it, it's like I get why people don't like JT, but I put him on my TV screen every day. Like I I have a blast watching him. Spieth might be my favorite golfer ever. That's that's pretty easy. Sam Burns is an electric factory. Like I I can't get enough of that guy. Cantlay is kind of at the bottom of the ranking, but I don't I don't I'm not anti. I just don't really feel that much. And I, honestly, Scotty's kind of in that camp too. But maybe we unpack that later. Big Tone has come around as like truly suspending the bit. Like I smiled every time he was on the screen because he just looks like he's it's having delightful. so much fun. Yeah, he, he's like he's the, the most likable guy out there. Uh, and then you keep going down the list. Like there's just not that many. There's there's not as many. I guess it kind of is like pros and cons, right? Because there's, there's not as many strong personalities. So I don't know that it's as interesting as it is with all those other guys. But I also think it's inherently more likable because it's less polarizing, if that makes sense. And if I may say too, like getting rid of the uh, getting rid of Ricky, which who everyone likes, but there was a a stink element to that in terms of like he was a part of losing teams, right? And Tiger and Phil were just a part of a shitload of losing teams, and like all that's gone now, and it is t- totally taken over by a new crop that get along, they smile, they have, a, they look like they have a lot more fun. 
it looks a lot less procedural to them, and it looks like it's something that they're truly motivated by year-round, and there is some actual unity and a chance to kind of build uh, a bit of the D word, if you will, um, just with that group because it could last you know five, six, seven, eight more years, if you will. To me, it seems like a more likable team, so that's why I was taking stock. Randy, what, what are your thoughts? I, I totally agree with everything DJ said. Definitely just on a human level, uh, more likable from my perspective. I think the reason I found myself gravitating towards Team Europe last Ryder Cup um, was in part, though, because I still think that like that co- collection of guys, um, <laughs> it's weird, but at the end of the day, it's just like, okay, you're you're in each, like, who, who, who would you want to go have beers with, right? And <laughs> the answer for me has pretty consistently been, the European side, uh, the internet now, like this international, I, I think I just kind of root for them because they were such a heavy underdog and it's more fun to just root for the underdog. Um, I, they're not unlikable, but I, I don't get quite that same sense of like, Oh no, dude, I would love to go have beers. I, I think I would learn a lot. I think it would be an interesting dinner having beers with those guys. But, um, uh, yeah, I, 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 but I do think the Americans are are a much more appealing group of just people. Um, can I bring it? So, can I pause yeah. you just to just so we can speaking of speaking of beers, speaking of dudes, we yeah. like to have a beer with maybe oh, no. at some point. But uh, speaking of dickheads, can yeah. we uh, can we go ahead and bring in the homie, if you will, who I believe is uh, Mr. Max Homa four and out from the champion United States Presidents Cup team. Hey, buddy, how are you? Thank you. Did Randy just call me a dickhead? Well, no, you missed the beginning. You missed was, the context. Yeah, yeah, the context. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How are we feeling tonight? Um, more buzz than I was this morning, but feel pretty good. <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you not at the party? Or is there not? Is there not a party for Presidents Cups? Oh, there will be a party. Um, I need a shower, so I figured I would uh, talk to my boys before that. Uh, yeah, we're we're going to dinner, and then. Uh, and then there's a party. Um, but yeah, I, 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 this is a tradition after W's, and this does count as a W in my eyes. So um, we, got, we had to make it happen. Max, when's the last time you've been just deathly hungover? Oh, God, deathly? You know, it like puking, just, just wanting it all to end. I'm not a big puke guy, personally, but um, I can't remember. There has been a time somewhat recently, but the most the most hungover I've probably ever been was after the 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 Riv win, and then I had to fly straight to Florida, and that was just an all time just horrendous day. Uh, this I'm hoping tomorrow is even worse. That's that's how I'm looking yes. tonight. Yes, Godspeed. I hope so too. Max, you looked uh, you had, you had intensity going the the few times they they did show you on TV today. What was the what was the singles match like? How did it kind of compare to the other days? Uh, singles is different, you know. I don't have you know Tony Finau's drives to to vibe off of. I don't have Billy Horschel's just immense intensity <laughs> to uh, to vibe off of. Uh, so singles is different. I definitely caught myself being um, like a rookie today. Uh, not controlling adrenaline and just not understanding just like how my body's going to be. And honestly, like this Tom Kim kid is amazing player, man. Like he, he kind of owned our team. He made all the big putts. He did everything you could ask for somebody to do. And I wanted to play him. 
Uh, Did you call for the ball? Of all those reasons. And it was really cool to, to play him and uh, compete against somebody who obviously appreciates the President's Cup and, and wants to uh, wants to be, you know, best player in the world and, and all, I'm sure all of his dreams. So I wanted to play against him and it was an intense day. Uh, and I didn't think it would get to my match. Obviously, it did not end up getting to my match, but it got a little close there for a minute. And um, it was a cool spot to be in to play like they're kind of their guy this week and to um, rally on the back nine to at least uh, ensure a point for for the U.S. Did you call for the ball for Tom Kim? I might I might have called for the ball for Tom Kim. (laughs) I did not think we were going to be the 10th match out, if I'm being honest, but I did call for for the ball. Was it was it a mouse in the house situation? (laughs) There, 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 there were mouses. There were houses. There were, there were so many things. How did how does call for the ball go? So did you think he was going to go out first, and you wanted to go out first, or why did you want to play him in particular? Um. So when I wa- you know, when I watched everybody play yesterday afternoon, there was one guy that was just obviously sticking out, and it was Tom. He's amazing. He makes every putty. It's his irons amazing. Uh, he's just a stud, and. Uh, you know, when Davis asked who, you know, he, he, I think he asked everybody, he says, is there anybody in particular you'd like to play? I said, I'd like to play Tom. Um, you know, I feel like we had similar energy at the point. Like we're both kind of riding high. Uh, you know, everything just seemed to be going our way for the week. So I was like, I would like to play him. Also, like, back of my mind, too, is Tom's new caddy, Joe Scovern, is one of my closest friends. And, <laughs> I would have liked to beat him as well. So uh, it was just kind of like, a, it was more of a joke. I, I said I wanted to play Tom all week because I want to play Scov. And uh, I felt like singles might be my opportunity. Um, but sometimes, you know, when you're feeling good, you want to play the guy who's also seeming to get uh, the ball in the hole fastest or at least at the right time. So um, I, I wanted to play him, but I also thought we were going out earlier. So I'm not particularly sure why. It was the 10th match. Um, I'm not sure the, the plan there, but uh, at, at the end of the day, I was excited to play him and um, see see what I could do for the team kind of coming in the, uh, uh, at, the, at, at, the, at the end of the uh, individual matches. What were, your, what were your nerves like this week? Because it seemed like, again, we're kind of subject to what we get on the telecast, but just looking at the scorecards, it seemed like maybe some shaky front nines, and then once it settled in and once it was kind of like, Back nine, the matches on the line, you kind of seem like a different player. I'm curious if that's how it felt or if that's true or not. Uh, it actually, it didn't feel quite like that. I mean, Thursday, I was like extremely nervous. I really, really do. Uh, I know all, all jokes aside to you guys, I playing with Tony Finau is pretty amazing. Like he is uh, one of the greatest talents I've ever been around. Um, so getting to play like a foursomes match with him feels like absurdly easy. And so Thursday, I was really, really, really nervous, but he did a pretty great job of calming me down. And as we got moving through like the first three, four holes, I felt like I settled into at least feel like I was playing a like a normal golf tournament. Uh, And then the next day or the the next match, I, I was pretty much it was actually odd. The Friday match, I felt like I was like losing energy and um, like as the back nine got on it like picked up and ramped up. And when I realized like Billy made this huge putt on 14 and I like let out this big yell. And I realized that, you know, it kind of like got me back into 
the president's cup kind of, I just felt like I was a little bit gassed. And then every, every match after that, I felt like the intensity kind of picked up and like the nerves picked up a little bit. Um, but this morning I was definitely the most nervous. I played horrendous for nine holes, like the worst <laughs> ever. And, um, it was, it was just one of those things. Like I just felt like I was being a rookie out there. I was trying to do a lot. I wasn't playing how I would normally play a match play event and all those things. And I just felt like it got to me a little bit. I was tired and I was being like really hard on myself, which I've been very proud of myself about not doing that for like a, a month or so, which is a long time for me, if you were wondering. And, um, I don't know. All of a sudden, like we got to the 10th hole, I had a really good shot in and my swing had felt great all day and I was hitting, making good swings and the balls just not going, um, the right distance or whatever. And then all of a sudden I just kind of like, I don't know, dug deep, got a little bit of help from Tom and, and got on a roll from 12 to, uh, or 10 to, I guess, 16 or 17. So, uh, it was an interesting week. It's just a very emotional week. So like, you're kind of, I guess looking looking to the future, if I get to play on one of these teams again, I, I feel like I have a better understanding of how I'm going to react to all of this because it, it is a lot. I appreciate you saying that about Tony too because me and Randy have been saying that on this podcast for I, a long time. And Solly didn't I, really I've heard, get it. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like we've been evangelical about that, Deej, but nobody wants what? to listen. Not, they're I, not going to get a rise out of it. with Tony, I remembered sitting in the kill house and screaming at Randy that he's an idiot <laughs> for not thinking Tony should be on a team. So uh, I remember that. And we went undefeated, me and him. So uh, I felt I, nice. Yeah, I don't, well, I don't know agree if I disagree on that yeah, one. Yeah, I, I don't know if I remember that. Uh, Max, did you get, happen to get a look at Tony's mustache situation? <laughs> people are saying he's got like half a mustache. I, I don't know. Is it people or is it you? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is this is not a bit. I promise this is not a bit. No, they're all I, bits, Randy. Your name's actually Phil. <laughs> uh, that's true. Uh, my real question is, I on a on a very personal level, something that you can share. What 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 did you learn? What, what was the most fun or exciting or just awesome thing you learned about spending time with like eleven of the or really the international side too? But you spent the most time with the American guys. 11 of the other, you know, best players in the world. Sometimes you think, I think as like a, I romanticize, I'm like Michael Scott, I romanticize uh, situations in my head and you show up to things like this that are, like this is an exhibition, right? Like it's awesome, but it's an exhibition. And I show up with all the intensity in the world, excited. And you look around a room with 11 other guys who are the best players on the planet, and they treat it like it's an important piece of business, like working out in the morning, training before, doing work after, practicing. Scotty Scheffler was putting in the dark last night before we left. And you realize that so, someone had written me something interesting this week. It says success leaves clues. And I, I saw a lot of clues this week as to why these guys are the best players in the world. And it was cool to be around these people uh, to watch how they approach their craft. And um, it, it shows why they are as good as they are. And it was fun to be immersed in that because – you know, golf's very individual and lonely and I do all this stuff on my own and you don't know what anybody else is doing. It was cool to see everybody else treat this like I'd treat it. Well, 
You know, that reminds that 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 quote there reminds me of Max's uh, the I think it was 08 U.S. Basketball Olympics. Uh, LeBron seeing Kobe's uh, workout, uh, understanding his workout regime. Like the first time he realized that Kobe gets up at like four o'clock in the morning to go work out. Was yeah. Like, oh, shit. Like, that's what I got to do to be, you know, whatever I need to be. And that's uh, that was the first thing I thought of when you said that. That's very, yeah, very absolutely. So. All right, man. Well, I know you got some partying to get to tonight, and we greatly appreciate you <laughs> keeping the tradition alive, man. It's very, very freaking. Last question. What grade would you give yourself for the week? Mm. Fuck it. I'm giving myself an A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's very well deserved. We'll debate the merits of that once you sign off. But uh, go enjoy the night. That's fine. Go, go for it. Nobody's beaten me in the 2022-2023 season, so <laughs> yeah. good, luck. Good, yeah. luck. good luck making that bit work, Randy. <laughs> All right, Max. Go have a great night, man. Congratulations. Congrats, you're, the, man. you're the man. Greatly appreciate you're the man. it, man. Thanks. Take Love care. Guys. See y'all. See ya. Gosh, see, something about that U.S. team is just kind of likable. I know. It's just not likable. I, I want to shout out uh, for the people that are going to be listening back on the podcast. There was a great comment uh, at the end of Max's little speech there. It's like, this is weirdly inspirational from a guy that just wants to party. <laughs> That's so what the drunk thoughts are a, a sober man's whatever the phrase is, but drunk, drunk sayings are a sober man's thoughts. There you go. Uh, listen, Max is playing. I, I think we can all say some of the best golf you could imagine. You can play your best golf with the Rapsodo MLM, the number one rated personal launch monitor on the market today. Features incredibly precise measurements, remarkable accuracy, data-rich vis- visuals, new performance combines. The thing is about the size of a rangefinder. It fits on the outside of your golf bag. It's got pairing Doppler radar with an iPhone or an iPad camera. Uh, it ensures that every golf ball is tracked, and it's incredibly accurate. It gives you shot tracing for every swing. It visually charts each shot for a better understanding of your consistency, your accuracy, and your length. It's incredible how much data you can get out of your practice sessions. It prevents you from mindlessly beating balls, and it actually helps you get better at the things you need to get better at. You can practice with a purpose every time you hit the range, just like Big Randy does. Better Mm -hmm. practice, better scores, better golf. Get the launch monitor every golfer needs. The MLM from Rapsodo, the official launch monitor of No Laying Up. Rapsodo.com slash NLU. Promo code NLU for $100 off the MLM. And they're also offering a $30 off bundle uh, for their premium subscription at the time. So don't waste any time. Rapsodo.com slash NLU. Promo code NLU. I think if there's any takeaway from uh, from what Max just got done saying there, it's that the best players just wing it. You know, yeah. you don't need to practice. <laughs> you don't you don't need to try to do anything repeatable. Just just get out there and hope for the best. That seemed to be what he what he saw. You know what? What I will say too. You know, last night I said it took me a long time to realize that the better you treat your body, like the better you'll feel. And the lesson that Max just talked about, like you know, actually having to be prepared and put in work. It took me a little longer to, to realize that life lesson as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also want to give a shout out to my camera. It kept things interesting just about as long as the international team did today. So <laughs> keep the, keep the pitching analogy going. I mean, it was just most exciting part of the game. Randy gave him a walk. The bases loaded, gave him a grand slam. Unbelievable. I, I love the, through the order while Max was going. I'm like, well, this is clearly the highlight clip. We're going to use in the teasers and Randy's camera drops out. It'll be in all the teasers tomorrow. It's not good. All right. Not should good. we, uh, it's time to grade some papers. What do you guys think? You want to start yeah. with the international team or you want to start with the Americans? Uh, let's start with the Americans. Okay. They're top on my list. 
I, I put the uh, I'm going to go in order of like how they made the team basically or their their final rankings on the uh, the points list, if you will. Let's assume that to be a power rankings of everyone that made the team. Starting with the top, uh, the eye test. Scotty Scheffler, o three and one. What are your grades for Scotty this week? F. Randy, you want to go first? F. Yeah, F. F. Number one player in the world. Didn't get a point. Uh, I guess he got a half point. Uh, was an anchor at one point to his teammate. Just a, a horrible week. Didn't you used to be a teacher? This is this is malpractice. I thought you guys said we were doing real grades, not this grade inflate. What am I supposed to give him a C because he like tried hard? <laughs> well, that brings you to to mine. Uh, I have C minus. Uh, I, I don't think he was as bad as the record shows. I think he was a, a little bit better. Made five five birdies in that four ball, the first four ball match. He played pretty nice in singles, and I think he just he ran into a couple of, a couple of buzz sauce. And Randy, I I get it. I know it, it it doesn't look great having the the number one player in the world go lay a big egg out there, but I don't think it was quite as bad as quite as bad as it looked. And so I'm going I'm going C minus. Still not great. I think it was a good point that Davis Love made as well about how those guys just how they were following around the best players every like they they the internationals put up their best match best score best whatever you want to call it every time against Sam Burns and Scheffler in each session right so there was a shank that that makes you know kind of burns in your memory as to you know what kind of his week was like I'm gonna call it a C I think for the number one player in the world we would you know we probably would expect a little bit more out of him yet at the same time uh, you know they put up. You know, six birdies, it looks like, in foursomes yesterday. And like you said, he put up five on his own in the four-ball session that he played. I know their first foursome session was not so good. He and Burns both were, were kind of all over the place in that one. Um, but I think it's a C. It's 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 not quite the – Burns was a way better player than Scheffler this week, uh, but it was not, uh, you know – Say, kind of the same vein, though, to say like his rec- he deserved he deserved at least a, a better than a half a point. I would say. Hold hold on hold on hold on hold on. He's, Randy, he's gonna say Randy's gonna love. It'd be, Burns it'd be super he, easy he, just to like look at the records and give them a grade, right? Like that'd be the super easy part. This wouldn't take well, nearly as long as it's gonna take. Well, no, but at some point you got to consider he's allegedly the the number one player. I literally in the world, said that the, the best player in the world. And had I told you on Wednesday that hey, you know Scheffler and Burns. They're going to play Siwoo Kim and Cam Davis and get beat, okay? They're going to play Sung J.M. and Sebastian Munoz and get beat. They're going to play K.H. Lee and Tom Kim and get beat. Like, I, I, at a certain point, you, you got to, if, if you're actually the best player in the world, you, you got you to win some matches. And, and to that, I would say when they went up against Sebastian Munoz and the international team went birdie, birdie, par, par, birdie, 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 birdie to finish it. Uh, and Scheffler made four birdies in six holes on the so back So it line. was possible. Yeah. And, and that's he what made I four want, birdies the best in six player holes. in the world. Why isn't he doing that? He did a lot of that is my point. So we'll, listen, we're not going to do this for every uh, player. I think a C is soft. I think a C okay, is soft. That's fine. That's very fair. You're allowed to disagree. You've said your piece. Cantlay, three and one. I'll start it. I am giving Cantlay a B plus for this week. I'm right on that B plus A minus. Uh, I'm I'm in a similar boat. The the and the the big highlights are the six and five win against their two best players set the tone in a big ass way. And then uh, I, I think his win today in singles probably was even a little more lopsided than it than it looked. The downside, of course, he he got his nuts. You know, Tom Kim dragged his nuts on his face, which was, which was tough. That's that's where he gets the minus. <laughs> I'm with you guys. Nothing to add. Okay, Xander three and one. I am going to go with a B for Xander. 
Cosine. It's exactly what I had as well. Just bad singles today, but yeah. otherwise pretty bulletproof. Bad singles, but he also kind of saved them. You know, yeah. if, if he makes a mess of, uh, what is it, 15, um, things things get squirrely, as, as Solly alluded to earlier. So I, I'll, I'll put him on that same B-plus line with his partner all week. Sam Burns, 0-3-2. and two. Uh, I am going for a B-plus for Sam Burns. Ooh, I got a, I got a solid C. For that wh- it, it, What? I mean, listen. I'm I'm trying to meet you in the middle here. He he was still winless. He was I still almost winless. gave him a minus. I think that would have been <sighs> ridiculous. He was freaking awesome. He played really good golf. That's all you can sure. ask of him. He was great, but not good enough. He was great. Yeah. He was saddled with bad partners. He had to. I mean, he should get a. He should be great on an entire. Curve Wait, who was for, his partner? He had to play with Billy Horschel in the afternoon yesterday. He and made eight else? birdies on his own ball. What more do you want from him? How does that? How's that average? Come on, just feed it. What was the other bad part? Who was the other bad part? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Who was who was his partner today? He didn't get a full point today. He played great today. He played. We, he went up against Hideki. I'm I'm Team Burns all the way. He played very very good golf this week. Sam Burns, yeah. if I may say, played better golf than Max Homa played this week. Mm, we can discuss that when we get to Max. Okay. Right, what do you have for Burns? A D plus, which shows you <laughs> I understand the nuance between even though he did, you know, he got he was a zero in the win column for the reasons you said, he still deserves more credit than a guy like Scheffler. You're not telling him to you're not telling him to leave the class. No. I think there's I think there's promise there. No. But it's not good. It's not good enough. Wow. Okay. Uh JT. Four and one. I had A minus. I think A minus is right. That's what I had. Yeah. Okay. Um, no further. No further questions. No further questions. Your Honor. Finau uh, three and Finau. one. B plus. What'd you have? Uh, I had that B plus. The Cantlay Xander line B plus. I I put him right there. Guys, I had B plus as well. How about had, that? Uh, can't you know? Can't overstate getting dragged down by Kisner in that that four ball match. That's that was, re- also not that's his, his only loss, right? Yeah. He was not great in that also, but yeah, that's that's tough being saddled with that. Um Jordan Spieth. A plus. This was my I mean, this was my only A plus. Guys, you go five and oh, you get an A plus. Th- yep. Those are the rules. That's them's the rules. Morikawa at two and one. I had a B, solid B. Oh, I'm gonna say B minus for Morikawa. What where's the minus come from? He was pretty bad in that second um foursome session. He, he so with played Cam Young. with Cam Young. He played some, yeah. some. He played so well in that first. You know what? That's that's a low grade. I'm going to go B. You're right. He played great in singles. Great in the first match. One bad match. And he only played. Only got three. Lifts. I know that's tough. You know, maybe yeah. an incomplete, if you will. I I had him at a that's B, and I you know he I don't know if he got sick. He got mono. He missed like we just had too many absences from from Morikawa, but he did get the B. Yep, In- incomplete's we, interesting. I, we would have we would have loved to have seen him in the classroom more, <laughs> and, and he's so participatory when he's there. Right, you know, I think that's where he's, you, a, he's a wonderful kid. Uh, Max Homa, four and zero. I I'll start. I have him as an A, not an A plus, because you got you got to go five and zero to get to the A plus. But as a rookie, uh, was was absolutely clutch in a number of big spots, which I think counts for a lot. I had him as an A. Bulletin board material here. I'm going A minus. 
because I, I think he played a little bit of minus golf in there. And, and I, it sounded like he even kind of admitted that himself. Uh, what did he shoot? 42 or something in the, in the front nine today. Yes. That, that's, that's tough. That's tough. And well, the listen, final exam still gets, the, it still gets the A. His yep. grades were good enough leading into it that he's, it's not going to knock him off the A, but we need to reflect, you know, that, 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 that wasn't, it wasn't perfect for the golf he played this week. I'm going to give him a B plus. I'm expecting some pushback on this. I am. Okay. I am. But uh, it, he had some very clutch moments. Listen, you know, he got the last question right on the exam, a, a lot of the exams. Okay. He, you know, he finished strong in all of them. I just, I think he was a B, which is a fantastic grade. I think his record, he was benefited from some of the pairings and got away with, he and Finau got away with some things in that first match that they played. They were not as quite as sharp. They played a lot better the second time around. Um, but I would say a B plus. It, if, if they ran it back and he played the same golf, I don't know if he would go 4-0 and again. Uh, that's all to say I'm, I'm very, very, very happy and proud of our friend. He reminded me of the the kid in high school. It's probably Randy now that I'm saying this out loud. But uh, it didn't seem like he studied for the test, but he flipped it at the bottom and, and he still <laughs> got the grades. You know? Well, and that's what Cody, I was going to Cody, so, what, do you, what do you got? Well, the star just popping in. It's all Dude, great. It's, I, I, I get it. I understand what you're saying. I understand his front nine was back. <laughs> He turned it around on the back nine. He right, got the W. Right, That's all that matters. And how would any of you guys play when somebody shows up to the first tee like this? That's true. Like <laughs> That's what, true. What else do you want from the guy? And he wanted he wanted that fight. He asked for that he fight. He did. And God, he, I kind of want to take the minus away. And just you know what? He, he fucking won. Yes. Yeah. I know. He dug it out. Code man, I'm with you. These guys are taking points away because he didn't show his work properly enough. You know, <laughs> part of the action, you got to show me the long division. Like, he might have been looking off of someone else's test. I, well, maybe. Again, I, I, I'm just saying. <laughs> he said himself he was looking off Big Tone's test for a lot of those first two days. <laughs> no, Big Tone. Big Tone gave him last year's test. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't cheating in the moment, but he gave him last year's test. <laughs> Uh, I, like if you look at the the first round, like they got Pendrith and Mito in the first the first day, they were four over through six holes. Uh, and kind of a movie, kind of a movie day. They won, they won that match. One, I'm just saying, he there was it was a tight little margin in there. Okay, we're happy, we're we're thrilled with four and zero. If it was just based off four and zero, it'd be an A, of course. Randy, come on, I'm showing my. Oh, well, I I will say he won with Horschel and that. You know that's that's the word that's the biggest point you've made to this point. He should get an A. I'll move, I'll bump it up to an A minus. Thank you. Th Thank thanks you. solely that he carried Horschel to a win. Thank what, you. Who wants to go first on Horschel? One and two for the week. Uh, I you know I, I'm a fair teacher. I think life is about more than just sometimes the answers you put on the page. So I'm giving Billy a C plus because I love <laughs> unless it's for Scheffler. <laughs> unless it's for Scheffler. Oh because I love the way I he looked this week. So much of our, our I love the way he looked. And you know what? Uh life is about <laughs> book smarts as well as street smarts. And I don't want to discourage Billy uh just based off of his matches this week because I thought he looked damn good. So what did you say? Sorry, C plus. Just based C on plus. his hair. That's literally just based on his hair. I'm well based based on his play. I gave him a D plus. I'm giving him a D minus. Uh, because anyway, he's coming thin, down off thin D plus, ice, Mister. Because thin he ice. didn't bring what he was supposed to bring, like the fire. And I know that kind of comes from making putts and, and big moments, which he didn't really have. But we needed him to be the antagonist. We needed him to be that personality. He didn't even bring that to the table. He weighed down uh, Sam Burns again. Waste, wasted Sam Burns a sixty four. Uh, on Saturday afternoon and just could not give him anything. 
And uh, I, I think he would, he had a, like a four foot birdie putt at one point today to win a hole and he three putted it. He, he pulled a, a Danny Willett, That's one of the only sick. times they showed him. And he just gave KH Lee absolutely nothing in the singles. And uh, yeah, he didn't really give that much to Max in the, uh, in their four ball um, session either. He gave him, he had two birdies there, but Max, Max slammed the door with the birdies on 17 and 18, but no, it was, it was D minus. It was not a good showing for Horschel. Randy's grade to Horschel might be, he, he might be getting athlete treatment. In Randy's class. Oh, I like that. You know, we got we got a big, big conference game coming up on we Friday. We got to keep them eligible. Coach is saying it'd be really nice to have Billy on the team. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. That's well, all I'm saying. I will say he got a point and Sheffler got a half point. But he but he beat the lowly Canadians for that point. That's so, true. Yeah. Well, I got some thoughts on the Canadians. Uh, all right, Cam Young, one, two, and one. I, I had a C minus. That's here. what I got. C minus. I think he was done some favors by some early TV coverage. I think I think the big drives, a couple big putts. I think people were like, "Wow, he was playing great." And I don't think it was as good as maybe people people thought. I had written down C, but I will meet you guys at C minus. Hell yeah, for, for consensus. Yeah. The putting was bad. It, it, was, it was it was worrisome. I'm I, I'm wondering if we'll get a little data in in the uh, aftermath of this because it's hard to kind of quantify it, but. Uh, eye test on the putting was not very good. Um, ball striking was okay, but still not Cam Young quality. And he just, I expected a little bit more out of him this week. First time, like he's got room for improvement. I mean, you know, it's, he's got a lot of semesters ahead. And uh, I got a 2 4 my first semester of college. Like and I, I bounced back as well. So, uh, and just because I didn't, I don't want to see him in class next year. I'm done with him. Kisner, I gave him a D. Get him, get him out of here. Yeah, keep keep him moving. That's that's such a resigned teacher right there. Just everything, you know, every, the whole Mr. reason. Mr. Kisner, I am up to here with you. The right whole now. reason you got into the profession was to help people like Kisner, and you just can't do it. You, you just give him his grade and let the next year's teacher deal with that mess. <laughs> I respect uh, it. I'll join you. I, I don't even. I, I don't know if we can even grade him. I mean, I'm. I, I'm. He was kind of like a mascot. He basically admitted it in the press conference. Was saying that's why they picked me was for the uh, the, the post game party. Which I think Kisner's Kisner is very self aware. Kisner Kisner was auditing the the President's Cup. I, I don't. I don't even know if he was actually like. What are we doing? I think you're just sitting in the back. You know. I. I, I Sir, you're not enrolled. You, we, we can't give you a grade. Making a couple fart noises with the teacher beds <laughs> over. I think I think kids gets an F. Uh, I, I I saw nothing that would uh, wearing sunglasses. What are you high back there? <laughs> that would wear oh, a Mr. Uh, Kisner. Thank you for joining us this morning. <laughs> the rest of the class is on page fifty six. Oh, <laughs> uh, Cody. What, are we being unfair to kids or Cody? <laughs> no, I agree with everything. One question I wanted to ask from you guys before we move over to the international team, but who would be the team MVP from the U.S. side? Spliff. Mm, Spieth. Okay. Spliff. Who are you most disappointed in? Uh, who? I feel like you're doing like some interrogator stuff trying to get us to meet Randy a little more, <laughs> a little more closely because I feel like it's Scotty. But uh, I don't know, Solly. What do you think? I'm honestly, I'm honestly gonna. Uh, I'm gonna. I know. Don't let him. We can plead the fifth. We can wait till our attorneys get here. Uh, I'm gonna say. Uh, I'll say Scotty, number one player in the world. I, I need to see a little more. He played probably a little better than in the record shows. I know, but I, I still needed a little bit more. But Young was. I was that and Young. Honestly, were my two that I was most disappointed in. I think. I, I was most disappointed in, in Young just because I was 
super hopeful this would be a true kind of coming out party set the stage for a gigantic 2023 season and he was put in a position to succeed is uh, with morikawa i would say that that first day morikawa was throwing nothing but darts in there and uh they won that match but he kind of held them back a little bit but uh what about what about davis love i didn't have him on my on my list mm, but what what kind of grade you given captain love i i think i think a flat c c plus you you won but I, i think he was totally fungible yeah Got the job done, but they, uh, you know, they they took their uh, their foot off the gas on on Saturday afternoon. Was kind of what happened in, at Medina as well. He he redeemed Medina. I feel like people were quick to kind of dunk on him and say, you know, you know, kind of shit on his his captaincy. But he was, I thought he was actually a really good captain at Medina, and obviously was really good at Hazeltine. But um, got the job done again. I just don't. It's really hard to motivate guys to win uh, by more than they did. So. Blown two four-point leads would have been all-time stuff. Really, really. <laughs> that, that would have been really sick. Yeah. On to the internationals. Uh, we'll start yeah. at the top. Hideki Matsuyama won three and one this week. He was in... I had him at a C-minus, which I guess that's kind of... Is that what I gave Scotty to? Because I might need to either bump one of them up or down. But only because expectations were massive. The team kind of had to... The team was kind of going to go where where Hideki and Adam Scott went, and he absolutely was MIA the first the first couple of days. It seemed like he found it coming down the stretch and started kind of started started figuring it out and piecing it together. But dude, just going out and getting drum six and five in that first in that first match was that's tough. So I, I might actually bump that to like a D plus. And that's what I had, DJ. I had a D plus, and my my putting my teacher hat on, you know sometimes you got to be tough graders with with kids that you think have exceptional potential and you 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 got to instill the message that you know one three and one this week is not good enough Hideki that's not good enough for you and I think you nailed it with coming out and getting beat six and five in the first match of the event is just a horrible horrible start I'm right between D plus and C minus. Uh, the first day was really bad, and he was not bad since then. He got roughed up by Cantlay and Shoffley um, when they were playing really, really freaking really good golf uh, on day one in the foursomes. Uh, and then, you know, they ran into him again in the afternoon. I kind of want to give him a pass because that was that was peak Cantlay and Shoffley, it felt like. Uh, and he played solid after that. But, man, the putting's just got to get figured out. It's It's... I can't do another decade of watching him waste that many good iron shots. It uh, can it, can someone who's good at at putting understand to me how like explain to me how lifting the toe up that much doesn't just shrink the sweet spot like crazy? Like how how do you ever hit it consistently off the center of the face when you are basically just like eliminating surface area on your putter? That and makes his, no sense to me. His toe is more towards the ground now than it once was, but I just don't know how you haven't tried anything. Any we've talked about this this week, but why you haven't tried? broom broomstick saw mallets uh you know an exorcism anything i mean he had some the internationals honestly got undone by some just crippling three putts this week from spots they had no business three putting from Hideki had a really bad one on seven on on one of the days and he just yeah he just it's a it's a waste of a lot of really really good ball striking i think people probably don't appreciate how freaking good Hideki is because he just does not get the damn thing in the hole um but Sung J two two and one. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say B minus for Sung J this week. 
I, I had him at a flat B okay. only because I, I would consider Randy. I, I don't know if you guys did many team projects wh- where you were, but you got to consider that those two losses he was he was paired with uh, with little Corey Connors, mm-hmm. and I, you know it's pretty clear when a partner is just not not pulling their weight. It's so true. without you take those, I mean especially all shot right like. He's not hitting half the shots in those in those two losses that he had, and you take those away, and he's two zero and one. It's it's a very different week. So I'm I'm giving him a flat B. I'll, I'll, I'll bump it to yeah. B. You're, I'm with you there. You're you're right that he was saddled with Corey Connors, and that's I can't hold that against him. I I, I love it. I'll join you guys with a B. Nothing to add. Tom Kim at two and three. So I have him. I, this is interesting, <laughs> right? I have him as an A. And I realize the record is is two and three at the end of the day, and and that's what people are you know that's 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 what f- flies forever on his record. Let me but, as you as you go into this, what kind of class are you are you teaching here? Is this a science class or is this like a creative writing class that you're yeah, you're this describing is, this grade? This is much more uh, on the sounds the, like you're grading soft skills here. <laughs> yeah, we're in a, we're at a liberal arts institution. Okay, okay, I, and that's fine. I'm just making sure. But I, I thought I thought Tom Kim was the most important person in that in that team room, and for for the energy and the enthusiasm, I think he was the source of it, and it and it started to spread to other people by the end of the week. And I think that's a hugely important role for him to play. And I'm astonished at 20 years old, he one like realized that that role needed to be filled. And for him to have the gumption and the and the guts to to take that on, uh, I just am so impressed with him. He did a lot of extra credit. He did so much extra credit. Like he didn't, you know, he did not have perfect grades all throughout. But with all the extra credit he did, I will also give him an A because uh, there's also a huge entertainment aspect to this, <laughs> and he brought that and gained a shitload of fans. This, this week could not have gone much better for Tom Kim, and that that pot on eighteen on Saturday will. For the sickos, will live forever. Like people will not forget that. Anyone that was watching that will not forget that. I, I appreciate everything you guys are saying. Unfortunately, I I taught Mr. Kim in thermodynamics three hundred one, uh, which is a very black and white course, and I'm giving him a B minus for that. He was he had three losses Whoa. to his name. Uh, he, he couldn't get it going in those first couple matches. Like the birdies came very late when he was kind of already dead. Uh, 0-2 on day one when, you know, where was the energy then? Uh, hilariously big day on day two. Unbelievable. He came all the way back from from what would have been a pretty low grade, but then again kind of seemed to run out of gas uh, in his singles match against Max. I'm giving him a big grade for the intangibles as well. I love it. Uh, and what I think is a, an interesting double-edged sword is he seemed to – not like in any kind of like this is this is a story way, but he seemed like he really pissed off Cantlay, uh, <laughs> which I think is a pro and con, right? Like I, I think that's hilarious that it's great, but I also think Cantlay like came out as with a murderous rage today, and, and there's nobody on the planet that was going to beat him. So uh, you know, B minus all, all told. Uh, I think that's a little unfair, and I'm kind of doing a bit, but <laughs> we can move on. I don't think it's a. I I think that's a, a very valid way to, you know, you've taken a different lens to look at his week. Well, he's he's got a full course load, right? It's not all right. It's not all creative writing, right? Uh, next up, Corey Connors, O and four F. This this will be my only F. Uh, 
<laughs> we need you to repeat the the great quote. Yeah, you you are not up to the challenge here. Uh, and a lot of that is it's kind of the total package, right? And I feel bad because I root for Corey Connors, and I was like expecting him to have a massive week, which He's is kind really of part good. of which is part of why it's so freaking disappointing. Expectations were super high and just came out totally flat. I, I I can't tell if they were joking on the broadcast or not about him like potentially hyperventilating going to to mark that putt, but that is like that's not what you need out of uh out of a really really big big horse on your team. And and what made it so much worse was they that that Thursday foursomes match, they only lost 2 and 1, right? If he's a yeah. little bit better, they can maybe flip that point. Uh, he and Pendrith lost one down to Horschel and Homa. If you're just a little bit better, you can flip that. And the singles match was the same thing today. Like Xander was dying to be beaten today, and Corey refused. And I mean, shit, those are the three points, right? If, if he's better, you you take those three points, and the internationals have fifteen and a half. Yeah, it uh, it, it it's almost. Feeling bad is always a weird thing to say about professional golfers, but I do like feel for someone that is very, very talented, very good, an extremely good ball striker, and someone that uh, should have been one of the international team studs. Roll out and go to play for the week, and just realizing you don't have it, and just having that, oh fuck! Like there's <laughs> no, I can't hide anywhere. Like uh, you, the, this, you know, I'm gonna have to keep going out here. Like they're not, they're gonna sit me until the final session, really. And then I gotta go play singles, like on my own ball, and I don't have it in front of all these people in a environment that's, it's the comfort level has to even get exacerbated on the decrease side when it's uh, you don't have your game and it's a different environment, right? Like it has to be, it's a whole other variable that you don't know how to snap yourself out of. And uh, I, I didn't, I got well, no, no joy out of seeing point, that. Though, to that point though, Sully, I, I think Corey, like you talk about what, what, what do good coaches do? They put, they put their players in the best position to succeed. And I thought Immelman did, did Connors a disservice playing in four sessions, especially when you look at like Sebastian Munoz only played three. Bezadenhout only played two. KH Lee only played three sessions. I, I thought the big crime was, man, you got to protect and and hide Corey, and and Immelman failed to do that. This is uh, this is Corey's first one, right? Yes. It's interesting to see the difference between and listen. It's maybe it's a small sample size, and maybe he was he just didn't have it, and that happens sometimes, right? But I, I think looking at it in in a vacuum here it's interesting to see the guys that really really get up like this is a very different week than what they have week to week on the pj tour right where i I talked about some of the korean guys and how they're probably pretty anonymous going from tournament to tournament i think Corey connors is pretty anonymous going to tournament like tournament to tournament too and i think he kind of just plugs away and does his own thing and he's he's never in like massive spots right i mean he has a lot of very nice finishes and a lot of top 20s and a lot of top 10s and he's played well in some majors but this is a different spotlight, and I think you got to be wired a little bit differently. And so I think it's, yeah. I don't know, you got to kind of look at like all the, oh my God, we're going to think about this guy differently going forward. Like that kind of cuts both ways, right? Mm-hmm. That's well said. The next one in Canada, I expect him to be on that team, and I expect it to go better for him. I do. Yeah. I, it, it's, it's not a, it doesn't, it's not a stain on your entire career. It's just like, dude, it's a really bad week at a really bad time. Um, yeah. And, sure. And shout- also, <laughs> go ahead. No, I was just going to say, shout out uh, on Thursday, or I forget when we did it, but 
the good news for Corey is it can't get worse. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, when you're in Canada, man, just be free and let it rip. <laughs> Which it's happened funny. to my very first uh, freshman basketball team I was, I was coaching. But, uh, it, and to your point about sitting in Randy, it's like if he's not there, like it's not going to be your week. Right. Like right. he's one of those guys that if they are going to flip this thing, and I know, I know, I get what you're saying about Bazayden Hote and Cage Lee and Munoz and all that stuff, but like predicting that is impossible. Right. And, and if stick if to the plan, Connors and said. Matsuyama and Adam Scott and all those guys start slow, it's like, yeah, they won the weekend, but dude, you had, you were so far behind to, to catch up that you got no chance. Yeah. And Moman said, stick to the plan and, he stuck to it and they did win the weekend. Right. And so it's, it, it's, I don't know. It, I, I'm with you. Like sitting here now, Munoz should have played more than Connors, obviously, but I just don't think you can know that. Uh, even, even after two sessions, it's kind of, it's hard to, to know that the guy coming off the bench is going to go deliver like that. No, but, but conversely, your only chance, you have to be perfect. You, you have no margin yeah. as, as captain of the international team. And so, I, I hear the stick to the plan, but it's like, guess what, man? That you're too late. Like you you had to take a chance earlier. Um, Adam Scott, two and three. I had a, I had a solid C. You could talk me down on that, but he he seemed like he he was a momentum killer on day one, but then he seemed like he really found it and was kind of a, a spark. For people, he looked awesome on day two, getting both of those wins, and then kind of, you know, I don't know if Cantlay was getting beat by anybody today, so I, I had kind of a middle of the road C. Day three was the day he had both wins. Because sorry, just sorry, for right. the record, stating, but uh, that I always God, that always throws yeah. me off. It's been a long week. Uh, I will say a C for Adam Scott as well. Very kind of tough scene to start, and then really some good golf on on the Saturday. But yeah, I think a, a C is is fair. I had a D plus. I think. He is. He and Hideki are your your horses, and to no show along with Hideki that first day was was a huge detriment to the team. He did have a wonderful day three, uh, so I would I would hear like a C minus, but I don't want to go any higher than that. It's just not comfortable. That's no, fair. I'm not comfortable. Mito Pereira, o two and one. Um, I, I, it's a hard one to grade. I, I don't. Yeah. I feel like he played decent golf when he was on the golf course, but I don't think I saw a lot of it. And uh, he got run off by Colin Morikawa today, but he didn't play bad by the scorecard look of it. And uh, I, I want to say C minus, but I don't really know if I have an, enough to grade on. I had C minus written down, and as you're talking, I was like, oh, that's way too. That's way too harsh. I don't. So I, I don't know. I'll say solid C as well. I don't. I don't. Kind of a forgotten man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm right there. I would go C minus D plus. Didn't didn't do anything. KH Lee two and one. I had a B for KH Lee. One one of the few winning records on the team. I, I wish we had, as covered by my colleague Randy, wish we had seen him more. I think I was shouting that coming into the week. Uh, took down Scheffler and Burns, best player in the world, as as we've has been documented. Played nice in singles today. Just a first time out there. Didn't seem to be really really scared of it it's uh i'm in on cage lee cage cage b is i'll i'll join you on cage b i i'll give him a b uh and of course he captured the the mr sexy title today um a shame he only played three sessions we you know i i can't go any higher than a b because we only played three times 
Yeah, and the two and one looks a lot different probably if he doesn't, you know, draw Horschel in the uh, in the singles. And so it, it, you know, just keep that keeping that in mind as well. I think it's it's an inflated record, if you will. Um, Munoz two zero and one. I give Sebastian Munoz an A for this week. That was all Emmelman ever could have asked out of him. I, I co-sign. I co-sign. Yeah, I was gonna. I was thinking B plus, and the more I thought about it, the more I think it's man. What a guy that that outperformed his expectations, his his role, all of that stuff. I'm I'm with you, Solly. Yeah, I, I had him at an A minus. Uh, super impressed with him this week. He he's a guy that was like just another guy for me going into this weekend. I would see his name on leaderboards. Yeah, whatever. Like. Uh, no, stirred no emotion and i'm going to come out of this weekend with such a better appreciation for who he is as a person and i think he's going to really make me look forward to watching him play golf which is you know that's that's a win how about that i think we probably should have established this up front but we're kind of grading them based on what their their talent level or like what we're expecting out of them right and and because like a 2 and one and and, and scotty Shep, or uh jordan spieth getting the same grade uh, I think we can we can recognize the differences there though, right? But it's like a Spieth got an A plus. Well, true, but you and know what I mean. Are, those are not given out lightly. By, you know what I mean by this thermodynamics teacher. Uh, Christian Bezadenhout, one uh, zero and one. Talk about incomplete. This is kind of an in- incomplete grade. If if I gun to my head, I, I'm giving him a, a B plus. I, I don't really know. Uh, you know, he he got rolled out there twice and he didn't get beat. I, it's it's hard to. Hard to argue with too much. I don't think he played the best golf of anybody, but he didn't get beat. You know, I don't think Kisner was was the toughest opponent in singles, but got the job done. I'm giving him a C. Um, in his four ball match, he was not very good. He didn't really bring a whole lot to the table. Um, he just was fortunate enough to go against Kisner uh, in that match as well. And then, yeah, the singles match. Didn't really get to see any of that match today. Uh, but if we're looking at the sheet, you know, he made he made three birdies today, but you know, was shot one over on the front. He just didn't really do a whole lot, and there's probably a reason why he sat a whole heck of a lot. Uh, so, in that regard, I'm going to give him a C. I, I'll give him a B. I, I you know, he, who could see he it? produced in the spots he was asked to produce. Taylor Pendrith, zero and four. I am going to go with a D plus. I had a D plus as well. I just took the plus away. It's okay. it's it's going to be a solid a solid D. Uh, he did have his losses on day one were were narrow, but they were still he did lose them both, and he kind of just seemed to get weaker as as the week went on. I thought he he started with some flash, but seemed to kind of run out of gas or or just get swallowed up as as the week went on. And getting run down by Big Tone was that was tough today. We needed him to hold the line, and and he kind of yeah. just got pancaked. I, I have him as a D, I, you know, uh, appreciably, appreciably better than Corey Connors, uh, although they were both 0-4. But, I you know, I just can't go higher than that when you are 0-4. Yeah. I think I'm, get, I'm giving a lot of weight to that putt in the shot he hit at 18 on the, uh, in the four-ball session on Friday. Um, yeah. Because if Max doesn't make that putt, he looks like a hero in that regard. And Max making that putt is, uh, is out of his control. So... Demonstrably better than Connors, I thought. Um, yeah. Sibu Kim at three and one. What'd you have? I'm going to go A minus. I had a solid B. 
Okay. Uh, just because he got he got beat pretty hard in in round three, and I, some of that Tom Kim heroics were were kind of because Siwoo was like totally out to lunch. Uh, <laughs> but the singles match, I mean, that was maybe the most impressive feat of the day, as as my associate Tron would say, it was big dick stuff from <laughs> from Siwoo Kim today. So three and one, some some real high highs and some kind of low lows. Net tattoo a B for me. I I gotta give him I gotta give him an A minus. Wow. I well, you just look at the, he's the only guy on that team that has three in the wing column, right? Um, I I think the statement part part he, of the rubric, man. It's, your hands are tied. <laughs> the statement he made in that opening match today was exactly the type of statement they would have needed to pull off the miracle. Um, and I and I think it's it's really a shame that he didn't go out on on day two after he and uh, oh who was his partner Cam Davis they they played so well together uh, Thursday. Yeah, I got no problem giving Siwa, especially going out first today in singles and winning that match over four and O JT that that got him a bunch of extra uh, extra credit points. So. Yeah, you guys, you guys talk me up. I'll, I'm okay. going to go to A minus. Cam, it's interesting. Cam Davis at two and three. I'm going to go B plus for Cam Davis. He was asked to do a lot. He did a lot. The record uh, is a losing record, but went five sessions. Played some outrageous golf on Saturday, uh, and I think overall he was he was a big asset to the international team. I agree with you. I, I had the same. I think that three losses is kind of you know there's a couple records that probably look better, but he had to go all five. Right, and so I think a couple of those records that that look nice now, if if they go all five sessions, who knows how they shake out? So I'm I'm giving them a little leniency there. I had a B minus. I, I I thought on the whole it was a good week for Cam Davis. Disappointing singles match today, and the only other knock, um, he he was the hero in Saturday four ball, but man, such a security blanket because Adam Scott was was yeah. right there on each of those holes. Yeah. So I, I go B minus, but I, I still thought this was a, a good week for Cam Davis. Captain Trevor Emmelman. I I'll, I'll start. I, I'll give him. I, I think on the whole it was a B. Um, I thought the. The, on the intangible side, it was an A, right? I, I loved what he was about. I loved the message he was preaching. I loved his attitude. Um, I thought some squirrely pairings are, are what take it down to a B for me. And they might not have mattered, but to have any chance to actually win, you you, you got to be perfect in who you're putting out there and, and the pairings that you're making. And I, I didn't think he was that. I would I would co-sign all that, Randy. I t- I totally agree. I had the same thing in my head. I got a B plus for him. Uh, I agree with everything you said. I think it's uh, a bit of. I, I know this is not necessarily what you're saying, but I think in hindsight he could have done better with the pairings. I I think it's always hard to put those names uh, up there and and just be at will of how it all plays out. But in hindsight, missing out on not getting enough out of Munoz is probably what knocks him down a couple notches. I was thinking about this too. The Saturday session where they the both those sessions are four matches each, and you get to rest four guys in each session. From that moment on, that's when the internationals got a lot out of their team. And the early the first two days are five matches each. And that's just where the US depth is just comes into play. And the internationals just got spread out a little too thin on those days and got waxed. And 
Uh, I, I do wonder if this was Ryder Cup format in, in points and only 28 points, if things would have gone differently those first couple of days. That's hadn't really thought of that until just now. I know they've done I, better at re- reducing some matches, match numbers over the years to kind of help get rid of that advantage that the U.S. has in depth, but that, that played a factor this week. I hadn't thought about that either until you just said that, but I, I would totally agree. I mean, I guess they're they're probably trying to get more golfers out there just to have we've all been to these events and you basically have you know five times as many players or as many fans out there with you know one fifth as many players and I, I think they're probably just trying to to give more action to follow but from a competition standpoint i would agree with you guys i got one more grade uh quick quail hollow Ooh, talk about a you know what randy i i i had quail hollow's older brother a couple years ago in, in <laughs> class and i fucking hated him he was the worst and so i was coming He's into this smart ass and they're just coming through every year the the hollows right it's just yeah. we see him we see him every year they're always the same thing they're always running the same playbook and for whatever reason this one the youngest one uh just really charmed me you know in a way that the others the others had not and uh I'm going to give Quail Hollow like a B plus. I actually like really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good test. It was cool to like go through the, a, a lot of the singles uh, kind of scorecards today and just see like other than Morikawa, I mean, nobody really went low. It was like a very stern test. There was a lot of runoffs and razor's edges and all those things that we've been talking about all week. Uh, greens were, it was fun to watch them putt kind of the lightning greens. It was for what it was. I, I think it was uh I thought it was. I thought it was great. I'm going to give it a B. For all, I agree with everything you said. Um, I think the design is still rather dull. Several dull par fours out there, but uh, I think the setup uh, setup I would give an A. Uh, mm-hmm. Setup I'll give a B plus. I, I, I still do think it was just a little little too fast on the greens that made for uh, tentative putting, which I think for this made for TV product doesn't necessarily always, it's like what we kind of want out of normal championship golf. Yes. Uh, you know, kind of, you know, some challenge in it, but it just didn't feel like, uh, there were a lot, a ton of, um, opportunities to make a lot of, uh, as I say that as the week went on, a lot more bomb putts went in, but setup was really good. Um, I think the golf course was better than I was expecting out of quail hollow. Uh, so I'll, I'll co-sign a lot of that. Randy, what'd you think? I agree. Nothing much to add. I, I was going to give it a B. Exceeded expectations. What What about... Do, do you want to do the broadcast? <laughs> yeah. oh, I got nothing more to add. Many, many people are, are just asking for a grade on the broadcast. Before we get to the broadcast, obviously, well-documented, everybody talking about the international team on how the guys who went to live severely hampered their chances. Yes. But if you would take an American that went to live who would it be and where would they, you know, how do you think their performance would be on this team? Taking, taking any, I, say it again. You're saying Obviously like DJ is going to be on missing Americans. I, I yeah. think he's the only one that I'm even like thinking about. Yes. Right. I am not, I would, Bryson's not making the team based on what he was doing. Brooks is not making the team based on what he was doing. Who, who is it after that? Cam Tringali and Varner. And what about what, the Gooch? What I'd rather the, the, have. Uh, Taylor Gooch might've been on the team. I think I take that yeah. back. I would put Gooch on the team over Horschel. I would take Brooks over Horschel too, I think. I mean, kids would be the obvious bump with DJ. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, and we're all also forgetting, we haven't mentioned, the, we haven't said the name Will Zalatoris, who was yep, looking yeah. to be um, a big swinging that's, dick on this team. And, and that's a bummer because I selfishly, I would have loved to have seen him in this situation and he had been playing some really good golf. 
Um, do you guys want to talk Rome or do you want to debrief? Well, you want to talk coverage. That's what you want to do. Or are we yeah. just grading the coverage? It's great. I got nothing okay. else to say. The, the people were just asking for a grade on the coverage for which I would say, I would say D minus. I would, I would give them a, a passing grade just because they, you know, they got it on the air and it was, uh, yeah. it's a long week, but certainly nothing to celebrate whatsoever. D minus yep. for me. Um, yeah. and that's truly good. along the same lines of, um, yeah, I, I I'd struggle to come up with a positive to it. It was just treated for as much as they hype this event is treated like worse than their normal events. Uh, crimin absolutely criminal. Like there's no reason to play these matches if they're not televised. Like there's no reason for Kisner and, and Bazadenhout to play the eighth hole today if like it's only for the people that were there in person to watch it, right? The fact that there's not the ability to stream the matches that we want um is such a fucking joke. It's such a joke for their biggest, like their the event that they hang their hat on the most. I'm not gonna get worked up about it tonight. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna do it. Y'all gonna make me get worked no, up. I'm not, not gonna, gonna do it. it. It's and, such a and joke. Randy, before before you say we're being, he's going on vacation. He's not gonna do it. The, the only the only thing that lifts the grade for me is I, I thought like the on like the the actual crew was solid. I thought like Dan Hicks and Zinger were solid. I thought all the on course people were great. I thought like John Wood. Like continually is he's great. I feel like you don't really notice it because it's it's expected at this point. But he's really, really, really good. That's a really hard job, and he he does an awesome job. So they're they're bringing up the the D minus is much more reflective of you know the whoever on the team project signed the TV contracts because they're abominable. But I know, and and it hit. I know this is not a new thought. Just to add, but it, it just sometimes. It just hits you, right? You guys have all experienced this. Like the the graphics, um, just not being able to show where each match stands on the TV screen, either on like a little bottom ticker or, you know, guys, there's this whole other golf league and they figured out this scoreboard down like the left side of the the screen. Um, on it, day it, one. It, it truly, like, I, I want I want th this is not hyperbole. It's inexcusable. It, it's totally inexcusable. And the only thing it leads me to believe is like they they either don't care or they have no pride. Like just be <laughs> you you gotta be better. Be better. Be better at your jobs. It here here big. It, it's I, I don't understand why like. The basic graphics that we get week in and week out are missing here, though. Like, even like this is whoever shot, this is his yardage, this is the club that he selected. He's currently two down. Like, basic no yardages stuff is or gone. barely any yardages, barely any lack clubs. of lack yeah. of tracers, hardly right? any tracers. I know it's it's, it's somehow getting worse. And Solly, like you said, like this is supposed to be a crown jewel event yeah. for the two. It's it, have some pride, and they treat and the this players is the, same, the same people that like. I remember thinking back to to the players this year and like all this new tech and everything yeah. that they come out with with wind and everything. Like, where where is that at here? Like, this is that's what this stuff like this event is made for. All that stuff, which I think just shows you like exactly that is it's all money. Right. It's all, it's not like they're not able to do it. Like we say this at the players every year is like when you get the commercial load out of the way, like it's not like it's a different crew that's right. there. Like they, they know how to do it. They have all the tools. It's purely resources. And so whether that's them overpaying for rights and reaping that and not ha like having to make cuts elsewhere, whether it's 
Comcast, you know, the fact that there's fucking four companies in the entire world and Comcast is one of those. And, you know, when they do bad, all of golf does bad. Like, all, like it could be any number of things. It's just it, it has to come down to just resources, I would guess. I, I made this point on Twitter, Solly, real quick. I'll, I'll toss it to you. Uh, but the, if, the one up, upshot of Live being created was, yeah. hey, you know what? Competition, this should force the tour and the tour's partners to, to invest in a better product and, you know, to, to, to totally fall flat this weekend in that regard is such an awful sign of things to come. Oh yeah, nothing's Sorry. gonna change. Yeah, to nothing's you. gonna change. It's 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 really super depressing, and uh, yeah, glad really cool wagon we've hitched ourselves to here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, grade for the Presidents Cup for the week, I guess. Mm. Let uh, me start off the 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 discussion here. Uh, so I I saw in the in the waning moments of the competition today you know um things on twitter and i certainly think it was both captains uh opinions that we shouldn't touch the president's cup you know this was great let's let's we'll see everybody in two years i think i i i'm you cannot convince me that this wouldn't be a more exciting engaging talked about event as a as a co-ed event um I think it'd be wonderful for the game of golf at large, the, the professional game. And, and really, you know, when we start to think about growing the game and trickle-down effects, having, you know, 12 or 14 or 16, whatever the number would be, of the best women in the world right alongside the best men in the world competing for country, uh, that's a powerful thing for the game of golf and would would be such a wonderful representation for so many young girls and it just would be an awesome thing and you cannot convince me that the the president's cup status quo is the best version of itself and uh that's where i fall out nothing about this week changed my opinion on that i think what's tough randy i fully agree with everything you just said and i think what's tough about it is when the best version of itself is still a worse version of what it's ripping off you yeah. know what I mean? Like there is no identity because it's such a blatant fucking ripoff of another event. <laughs> and it's like, dude, you could give us all the all the cameras, all the crew, all the everything to do our best job at ripping off a Martin Scorsese movie. It's probably not going to be as good because <laughs> because like we're, we're trying to copy something else. And like the thing, was it enjoyable this week? Yes. Did I have a good time watching it? Sure. Did I learn something about other new players that I, I hadn't known that much about? Yes, definitely. Was it like a way worse version of the Ryder Cup? Yes, it was. Right. And I think anybody who's like, this is as good as golf gets has so little fucking imagination that that that's why golf kind of finds itself in the place that it does very, very frequently. So I, I would say from a grade, I, I thought it was like a C plus to a B minus. Because I think that kind of illustrates like how good the Ryder Cup is, right? Like at its peak, I just don't think this is ever going to be anything better than kind of a knockoff Ryder Cup. And and I hope that doesn't come across as like something cheap to any of the players or coaches or anything like that, because they are clearly loving it and they take it very seriously. And that's not a shot at at anything. It's just purely from a fan perspective. I mean, what else? <laughs> like 
buddy, what else do you want me to to think of this event? That is again, the U.S. versus the rest of the world minus certain continents. So that gets all so arbitrary and like contrived that I, I don't really, I don't totally. I commend them at trying to give the internationals more of a an identity, and I think they're doing a great job at that. But I just I don't know how you ever get over that hump without changing the format to what you're talking about, Randy. And that on day one gives it so much more of an identity. I you've said you said it all basically. Uh, I was going to give it a B minus. I think just basically because team golf it, it it gave us some of those moments, and it was mostly on the international side. It was the the way Saturday ended, the Tom Kim, the celebrations in the team room afterward, the their celebrations on the 18th green. That's like, dude, there, that happens literally in two men's events uh, total once a year. That happens, and we got that this weekend. I'd still much rather watch the Presidents Cup than even like a, a premium PGA Tour week i just think there's more interesting storylines fun stuff to talk about it's entertaining um yet that's literally like not a, that's not a credit really at all to any of the organization of it because it's just team golf like it, it that it's just there's something interesting about that and uh i i think it can be a lot better um with for the exact reasons you said with with a mixed event i think it would uh and i get the the argument that like hey we're in the early phase of this there's only been however many of them. And, you know, at this point in the Ryder Cup history, you know, the U.S. was up like 21 to 3 or something like that. And, you know, look what the Ryder Cup turned into. I get it. Uh, I just think golf is at a very different time period. The world's at a very different time period of globalization where it, uh, you know, is is not, that's not the, the most apt comparison, really. Um, and it's not... I, I Well, it's also at a different point because... I mean, think of like the business that the President's Cup does, right? And the whole point of like how much weight of the President's Cup needs to be on the entertainment factor yeah. because they just want to turn it into such a big machine. If this was like something like the President's Putter at Rye in England and it's an un like untelevised club championship yes. full of like history, then Solly, I'm totally with you in that like, yeah, let let the record be lopsided and we'll sort it out over the next century. But it's like, dude, if you're trying to compete for eyeballs and you're trying to give this thing an identity, like you can't give me all the for the cup stuff and like treat this like it's it's some sort of like close competition. Like it's 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 not it's yeah. not there. Good good comment just now. And the Ryder Cup went through a pretty drastic change, yeah. Yeah. right? Going from it's just G B and I to all of Europe. That's Tom Denaway, great point there. Great um time. Uh, so there, there's precedent too for making pretty drastic changes. On to Rome. Does this week change anything about? Uh, I listen. I'm the only one that thinks about Rome uh, around the <laughs> clock here, and, and so I'm not accusing. Maybe I'll just ask myself this: Does this week change anything about uh, how you guys feel about the uh, the U.S.'s chances or likelihood of turning the tide in the Ryder Cup? <laughs> So let me answer your question with a question. Does it change any of your thoughts <laughs> on, on where we're going? Um, a teeny tiny bit. I would say I'm 10% less optimistic about their chances to go win. Um, I think I still have a shitload of belief in this group of, of players and this team. And uh, it is only the mystique of playing in Europe and this hurdle that they can't ever, it's that, you know, that feeling halfway through the first session when in Europe, every time when you're like, Oh fuck, it's going to happen again. Isn't it? Is the only thing causing me any pause. Like it's going to take, 
there's there's something magical about going over there that's going to prevent them from winning. It won't be their talent. Like it just won't. It, this is this group is entirely different than any other team that has made that journey on the ship for three weeks over across across the ocean across the Atlantic uh, to go play in Europe. It's the the only three guys that I think will be left from the 2018 team all had winning records uh, in Paris. There's no Phil going 0-2. There's no Tiger going 0-4. There's no Bryson going 0-2. No Brooks going 1-4. DJ went 1-4 on the road the last time out. Like It's an entirely different team. So uh, I, I sense from, from European Twitter a lot of uh, just a, a invincibility when it comes to playing Ryder Cups at home. And why wouldn't you? They, they do win it every time. I just... I know it feels like we say this every time, but it just this one feels different. It feels like a different group of guys that um, I, I'm not sure Europe is going to have the talent turned around in time and developed in time uh, to be able to match the depth that I think we expect to see there next time. So I expect the European or the U.S. to win. This is not me guaranteeing a victory. I think it will be relatively close. Uh, I don't think they're going to you know, blow their doors off, but I think it's time that they flip it on them. I agree with you. I think, uh, you know, this can change day by day, and I'm sure it will for the next year. But the, uh, I I love the idea also of these guys going over without any scar tissue. Both you could convince me that that's a really really great thing, and you could convince me that like what's going to happen when they get punched in the mouth uh, is a is a really bad thing, and that's super compelling to me. I think that actually makes it makes it really really interesting. Like, are we going to see? Some of the same, you know, I think we've we've said that about a lot of the past U.S. teams that they just kind of they get down and they just kind of turn petulant and unfun to watch. And and some of those things, will that happen? I don't really know what happens when Xander and Cantlay and JT and some of those guys go out and they lose the opening session 4-0 or something like that. Like, I, I think that's super compelling, but that also might not happen. And based on all the every single stat you can come up with, it probably won't. But it's going to be interesting. Yeah, not not much to add. I, I think Rome is the ultimate litmus test, right? I I, I read the European, um, you know, writers and the Twitter sentiment not so much as like beating their chest about the record in Europe, although there is some of that, but but more so like, hey, let's pump the brakes on calling this American group the best ever until they do win yep. in in Europe, and I think that's totally fair. And I think it's an awesome. I, I actually will probably be more excited for this Ryder Cup than, gosh, I'd have to go back yeah. and really think about uh, the excitement level for that very reason. DJ Sully, what what you said. I mean, this this group, uh, we're gonna find out exactly what they're about, and that will be that will be great television um, and something to look forward to for sure. I think they're absolutely fools if they show up as unprepared for Marco Simone as they did for the Golf National. Like they were shocked by that golf course. It, it seemed like they were completely unprepared to play the style that was required on that golf course. I don't think that's going to happen again. I know no one went over to play the Italian Open last week, which I would not have advised. Anyways, um, I would imagine that when they go over to play the UK British Open, presented by uh, His Majesty the King, first time using that. Um, I would imagine they will be making a stop. A lot of them making a stop over there to see the golf course, to learn it. And I know it's going to change between now and then anyways. But um, one thing I was thinking about, an analogy, and I, I'm, I'm, I know we're, we're pushing up on two hours here and, and ready to go here shortly. I was uh, My ice machine is broken here at, at my house. And so I've had to make my own ice. And 
I've been trying to cool my drinks in my Yeti uh, this week. And when I would just put one ice cube in it, it would it would melt. But when I put two to three in it, it formed like a really. Stick. You need to save this for a locker room speech. No, no. Listen, it uh, it it the strength of the three together out like the it, it lasted more than three x three times as long, and I, that kind of dawned on me when it comes to uh, team events and like when you are asking your top players to carry enormous burdens it is inevitably going to drag them down. I mean, we saw this from so many of the international teams. Like, the just the stress you're put under when you don't have somebody that's, uh, you know, pulling their weight, even in four ball, not even so much in foursomes, but four ball, just weakens your top guys so much. And the internationals got lambasted on that front this week. And at Whistling Straits, that happened strongly. The Rorys were just totally weakened by polters that couldn't really do much of anything. And that's where it's like the, the Europeans can stack up a pretty decent top six and seven guys, but those bottom five are a big question mark as of right now. And I think that has a chance of like, you can kind of pace it together and, and get by in the early parts, but uh, over time that just is going to bleed and bleed and bleed. And that's where I think it's going to have to be. U S is going to have to be healthy. Uh, the Zalatoris injury alone, I think cost them some points this week because of who they had to put on uh, the team at the bottom of the roster. But uh, if they if they show up with 11 of the 12, I don't know who that 12th guy is going to be, but the 11 that uh, I think we can kind of pick out, I think they're going to be really tough to beat. Cosine. Agree. I also love, that's like a, I mean, that's like a Galileo, Sir Isaac Newton moment you're having there with, with uh, some of the natural wonders around you in your kitchen. I love that. <laughs> I, it would make a shitload of sense if I was like on edibles for that. For that, whatever. <laughs> no, I, ju- I get it. Whatever I, I just it. said. Uh, <laughs> I like to apologize for whatever the hell that was. No, no, no. I'm, I'm in. I just that's like one of the great. That's that's the way that all the bigs do it, man. <laughs> Apple falls on your head all of a sudden. You know, it's going to be a big win for Data next year. That's all I can <laughs> hell say. Hell yeah. Anything else before we wrap up uh, a very fun week, Cody? Anything we missed? No, I think we're pretty good. Uh, anything you're missing out on, Big? I yeah, I just uh, just shifting a gear over to the LPGA. It was a an awesome finish. Ataya Titicum won for the second time. This is her rookie season. She is now 19 years old. Uh, I I think all signs point to her being a a mega star from from Thailand. She won in a playoff over Danielle Kang and. Danielle eagled the 18th, was a par five. She chipped in from off the green to get into the playoff. Uh, but just a, an awesome effort and hopefully caps the comeback for Danielle. You know, she had a big scare earlier this year with um, a diagnosis of tumors on her spine. And we don't really know all what that was and maybe any like long term. Uh, dangers as well but she was she was super emotional even in defeat just how happy she was to be back and playing and so it, it was a very touching scene and uh, a great finish this week in Arkansas so I wanted to shout out both of those ladies amen to that hell yeah um it for the commenters were saying it is a, is it a Samsung fridge yes it is my wife is now in the comments <laughs> confirming that it is um, there you go reverse ad and Fuck then, Samsung. And then the uh, a question about uh, Guido Migliosi's uh, shot into eighteen at uh, oh Le Golf National today to win uh, to win the French Open was absolutely outrageous. Lifted out on the high side, uh, if you will, overread it a little bit. But uh, what a hell of a win for Guido Migliosi, two hundred ninety eighth, I think, in the world 
data golf wise, I think before this week. I mean, holy shit, what a win for him. Yeah, we need from from an American Ryder Cup standpoint, we need that to be kind of the Webb Simpson won the Wyndham a year ago, so he has to be on this team type of uh, type of performance. Jamie Weir, I'm calling you out here. I mean, there was a <laughs> a, a plea to get Guido Migliosi on the uh, which I get the Italian connection here. I do I do see what we're calling here, but come on, man, we're going to need to see a lot more. If, if that's the case, then I'm going to double down on my prediction for next well, year. Would love if he has a great year though. That would that would be yes. that would be great. So. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in all week. Thank you, Cody, for running the ones and twos on the live shows. Thank you for the commenters. Thank you to the haters and the, and the people that are not haters. I uh, love my haters, as Finau would say. And uh, thank you to all the, the Yeti and all of our sponsors this week and, uh, and, and the pro for popping on tonight, man. That was inspirational. Amazing. So yeah. Live so, show's done for the year. Live show's That's done it. for the year. We'll be back, uh, I imagine, some, well, well maybe, maybe more frequently next year. Who, who could say? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We got Samsung coming in. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll see you back here next time. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect any